Now batting for the sports animal, your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Robert Buck D. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. It's Friday, Albuquerque. You know what that means. Happy birthday, Craig. That's what that means. Aww. There we go. Friend of the show, Craig. HBD Day Water. HBD. It's the countdown to Celebrity Softball tomorrow here at Isotope Spark, and we're starting the countdown live here at Isotope Spark as the boys will be here up until game time. We're excited for this one. Van. Yes, sir. You were at the baseball game last night. I was. Keep seeing the Isotopes win games. Boys are looking pretty good. Well, I mean, I've been at the ballpark every day this week so far. Pretty good. And they're just painting W's all over the place. So I think I'm going to get a room here. Well, you... I'll just be here every day and they'll never lose. Your loser rear end had to catch the highlights of the Game 6 win by the Warriors last night. And I had to catch it while I was eating crow, watching it live on my television. Well, I had it streaming on my cellular telephone. Oh, okay. Right here from the lab. A little 5G? A little 5G? The, uh, yeah, you and I are eating crow on that one. We thought Boston was going to win going away with it. We talked about that at length. We talked about how we thought there was no way that Adam Silver would not allow himself to recover from COVID and give out the award. We talked about how the league, even though COVID was two years ago, they needed this big ratings push of a Game 7 on the West Coast versus the East Coast. Biggie yeah. Tupac showdown of red versus blue and good versus bad and everything else involved in the universe. And we were stupid. Yeah, the Warriors kind of just showed up, and except for, like, the first five minutes of the game. Where we called it. The Warriors, <laughs> Warriors took care of business the whole rest of the game. Congratulations to your world champion, San Francisco Warriors of Golden State. Yes, 90210. 90217, I think it is. Is, is that what it is? 729 The 219 area code. Not sure. Mike Vital, how is the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio? Pretty good, and uh, go Warriors. Okay. that's You know who jumps on a bandwagon? Immediately. Faster than Mike Vitale. Immediately. Vitale is the guy who he won't even log on to the NBAfinals.com website to order the championship jersey and hat combo. He calls the 1-800 number because he wants to confirm that it, the order has gone through. Like immediately after the game, he can't. Call now. Get the combo pack, the official hat and T-shirt that the players wore on the championship court. Vitale, you are that guy. I am not that guy. I'm waiting for the Colorado Avalanche to win so I can get their merchandise. They're playing for the NBA championship, too? <laughs> no, they're playing for the NHL Stanley Cup even better. Oh, you're right, my talent. Speaking of the NBA Finals being over now, it is the official start to baseball season. There are no other sports. So only baseball exists right now. Nothing else exists on the entire planet except for U.S. Open Golf, and it only exists because there's now a rivalry to it, Live Golf. Which, between these two, I don't care who wins. I just want to see them uh, Hatfield-McCoy each other down to the very end. Well, there's one clear favorite in this, and this is the established league. It's the league where the majority of the good players who don't want to just go to sleep every night in a giant pile of Saudi blood money. By the way... There's still hockey going on? No, there's not still hockey going on. Somebody mentioned hockey, and I was like, I don't, 
where are we, Canada? To my understanding, hockey has been over since 2002. <laughs> Let me ask Michael. Michael, is hockey still going on? Sure, yep. just turn on the TV, call uh, Fanatics, and get your shirts. That's <laughs> I don't get Canadian television, Vital. How would I see hockey on my television? It's a Fanatics experience. Get the T-shirt and hat today. The it's not hard to find on the TV. There's many services that have it. That have hockey? No, there is not, Michael. Yes, there is. There's millions and millions. The name four. Yeah, that, you're telling me there's millions. We're going to ask for four. NHL Network, and you can't ESPN. give us one. NHL has its own network? Yes, they do. I don't believe you. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. I'm Googling this right now. Well, to be fair. Mm, to be fair. To be fair. I mean, we have a sports influencer network. I mean, I mean how hard can it be? Just what do you got to do? I get WWE had their own network. Peacock bought that. By the way, Vince McMahon in the news, he sucks. Hockey, uh, it does, in fact, have its own network. Hey, and good for them. Guess what else? They have a website. I just Googled NHL. Hockey N- has a website. Vital, I just Googled NHL, and Google said, did you mean NFL? Is that right, Michael? Does it do that? Uh, in America, it probably does <laughs> that, but not in Canada. It's even NHL.com. It's not even .can. Oh, it's okay. Well, you thought it was. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually, and you don't need to just switch it over from French? Yeah. That's so see, crazy. Ben, see, wants- Google auto-translates. If you want to see mullets, you tune into those shows. Those okay, those. that's a good point. Yeah. Well, no, if you want to you, see mullets, you come visit the boys <laughs> right here at Rio Grande Credit Union Field, a.k.a. the lab. You baby. don't have a mullet anymore. Well, it's a little svelte, but it's it's a mullet nonetheless. Defender of the Diamonds Night here at the ballpark. It's a Marvel Night. I'm wearing my Black Panther T-shirt. You are. Looking the part. You're doubling down, Marvel Night and Juneteenth. Well, it's, I think they're both. Black Panther is both. Sure. Black Panther is an empowerment movie. I agree. And I feel empowered. You should. By the movie? You should. Also, Michael B. Jordan can really go. Oh, Wallace? Where's Wallace? You lost me on that Where's one. Where's Wallace, String? So I've got a wire <laughs> reference in the first segment today. I didn't have to wait very long. <laughs> Not one that I got. 505-246. Get us on the live text or... On the Friend of the Show hotline. It's a Friend of the Show Friday. Joining us in about nine minutes, Audrey Dahlgren will call. Audrey is the absolute best. So she is the sports director at WLNS CBS, and that's in Lansing, Michigan. And you're like, Fred, why are we going to Lansing, Michigan? Well, I'll tell you why. Because Audrey runs the CBS up there, and she's about to tell us how Draymond Green is the greatest athlete in the history of all professional sports. And I want all of that. Everybody loves Draymond. It's, is that true? I think so. That's a TV show from the 90s? Yes, sir. Starring Draymond Romano? I am coming in hot with the niche references <laughs> yes. today, so buckle up. The, did he do his podcast last night after the game? I have no idea. I don't follow it. it are, you, are you being serious? Is it called Everybody oh, Loves Draymond? Gosh. Is you, that? No? You need to just absorb Draymond Green after a game podcast. Like, it's good energy? It, it, no, not always. But it's uh, he's, got, he's got that BCE now. Uh, big big championship energy. That's right. Yeah, he's definitely got that. Mm-hmm. He's got it four times. He's got four is, of them. He uh, which he, is a lot. Well, he's a dude. In front of the show says this, and I see the stuff on social media. They say he ain't nothing. He wouldn't be nothing without Clay Thompson and without Steph Curry and without head coach Steve Kerr. And the thing about being number three. Is that's okay if you're winning four ships? Sure. 
What, would you rather be number two on a different team with yeah. zero ships? Yeah. Would you? Hey, hear me out. Be number one somewhere else. I will sign up for the Dennis Rodman package any day. All day? Yes. Are you talking about the Steve Kerr package? Yes, please. Yes. Uh, he's a four. So- <laughs> yeah, he's a four. Steve Kerr's a four. <laughs> he's, he's actually a five when Coop coaches yeah. on the court. <laughs> But uh, no, it's yeah. That's the thing about Draymond, where there is this conversation where like, he's just not that hot. Well, let me talk to you about like Andrew Wiggins, like the like Golden State Warriors of San Francisco County of nine hundred two one seven. They go out and get Andrew Wiggins. Is Andrew Wiggins going to win no ships outside of San Francisco? He ain't going to win a one. He's a good. He, he's a perfect Steve Kerr. He's a perfect four for any team. Hey, he's, he's a, a number one overall draft pick. And the Warriors just got him for peanuts. Yeah. Are you talking about Jajavian Clowney? You're talking about Jajavian Clowney. Number one overall draft pick don't mean nuts to me if you ain't doing anything with it. This is a down year. (laughs) (laughs) Draft class just wasn't what we thought it would be. You go back to the Wiggins year, I bet there's some gems in there. I don't know who else is in there off the top of my head. But that's the thing. If you're like Andrew Wiggins or if you're Draymond or if you're like, I mean, we can run like Porter Jr. You just run the pool. Never leave, boys. Never take money to go elsewhere. Keep winning ships. Yes. Also, everything I just said, get paid to the fullest of your ability and leave because I don't believe for a second the motivation of a professional athlete is to get to the highest level and pay, play the best competition. I think it's to get paid and get paid only. Oh, we know everybody's favorite game in sports talk is LeBron hating. Right. But, like, when do you, like, start the conversation of – Steph Curry is going to ascend past LeBron. Because, I mean, if he wins another one, right, then you've got to have that conversation. Ooh. I hate what you're doing. It sucks, doesn't it? Yeah. But it's true. LeBron James is the greatest basketball player to ever live. That's a fact. Steph Curry is the greatest basketball player to ever live. That's a fact. Oh, my gosh. Because you can't have two. Greatest means there's only one. Joel Embiid went third the year Andrew Wiggins went first. Julius Randle went seventh. Yeah, and he was terrible. Zach Levine went 13th. You're a big Zach Levine guy. I am. I like a lot of Zachs. And that's about it. Oh, hey, 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 hold on, hold on. The steal of the modern draft century. Okay. Nikola Jokic. 41st so in that, overall yeah, that year. I didn't know that's the same year. So that one's been talked about for a long time. Yeah. Because that had a lot to do with there just wasn't enough film. Sure. And you know the way the NBA works. Yeah. You start getting in the 40s because you're literally drafting every player available where on the planet. So if you are like I and a guy like Jokic, you just do like an invite. Like, hey, you're invited out to whatever. And then you throw a little bit of like signing dollars out there and they show up to your camp instead of someone else's camp. And that's how you get it filled out. The camp I was in last night was that of the Boston Celtics and Jason Tatum, whenever they jumped out early, and I was I was literally saying called it to no one. Yeah. And then to, my, ap- to myself, I was saying, look what I look. I told you so to like four people around me. Yeah. Yeah. And then halftime was twenty one points, and then Draymond Green led the comeback. Joining us on the program after the break is Audrey Dahlgren, and she is the sports director at a CBS affiliate in Lansing. That's WLNS. We're going to have her on also, like, former Michigan State Spartan, like, former cheerleader. Like, like she's the culture up there. Like, she's going to give you, like, I think from the only place in the country that loves Draymond Green, the perspective of Draymond Green. Lansing, Michigan, 
San Francisco, California. Those are the only two places. Exclusively. And also, and weird, wherever his mom lives. Those are the two, weirdly, those are the only two things those parts of the country have in common. Like, there's... Wildly different places. Wildly different cultures sure. and people. We're two men on live from Isotopes Park at the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9. Start our days at the YMCA of Central New Mexico. We're going to spend, what night are we out there next week at Hollow Spirits? I think we're looking at a Wednesday. We're looking at a Wednesday, I believe. I think we're going to be out there next Wednesday at Hollow Spirits. And right here in front of me is the watermelon walk-off from New Mexico's Vodka, Teller Vodka. It's two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports animal. Oh my God! Joining us on the program, friend of the show, first timer, Audrey Dahlgren. She is the program director all the way up there. Well, sports director, program director. Is there a difference? She's the sports program director at WLNS CBS in Lansing, Michigan. Audrey, welcome to the show. Hey. Let's go. Hey, Fred. How's it going? Oh, uh, we're doing well, friend. I'm not doing as well as old Draymond Green though, who today on Twitter put up the sweetest picture I'd ever seen where he took the the what was supposed to be 18th Boston Celtics championship and then wrote on it in marker like you do your PE gym shirt in high school that, nope, it's all about the Warriors, and Draymond Green is receiving all the smoke except up there in Lansing, huh? Oh, yeah. Everybody in Lansing and East Lansing, they love Draymond Green. The money <laughs> is uh, Draymond supporter and of actions and how he plays basketball, so... Yeah, that's all I got to say. <laughs> as he was coming out of Michigan State, you know, there wasn't necessarily like the talk that he was going to like take over the league and do this thing. But me and Van have been talking. We think he's arguably the best number three in the history of the game. Is that the sentiment up there? Or is he still number one in everyone's heart? Yeah, I mean, everybody here has a lot of respect for Draymond. I know that across the country. People think very differently, but around here, I mean, he just had his jersey retired here a couple of years ago, and that was a huge ordeal, big ceremony at the Breslin Center. And, I mean, he he has won the hearts of every Michigan State basketball fan, whether they live in California, whether they live in Michigan, Florida, I mean, you name it. Uh, Draymond has, you know, he does have that personality where he might be a little bit too much, but at the same time, I mean, what champion, what champion isn't intense? Like, you know, you, in order to win championships, you have to be intense and you have to be tough and you have to be, you know, somewhat of a dick. And that's what Draymond is. <laughs> he can be like that sometimes. But, you know, the one thing that I appreciate Draymond about is that he's always real. And sometimes people can't handle real. But he, he, that's him. Is, is he as nice off the court as he is on the court because to me he just seems like the epitome of sportsmanship and camaraderie just everybody loves him right <laughs> yes um they do <laughs> they uh they they really do and he um he is very gracious and very a very nice person i know that he has that persona of where it, like a lot of people think that he can be a certain way on the floor he likes to get under people's skin but at the same time, that's just how he plays basketball. But he's very generous. You know, he's donated a lot of money back to Michigan State. And I think that he really he cares about the game of basketball. And he wants the game of basketball to thrive. And he is, he is, a, nice, he is a nice guy. He, I mean, he is, 
I know that like he, he sometimes he can come off and not in that way, but he definitely is a nice person. So you, Audrey, our relationship goes back some time to the time that we were both working in sports in St. Louis, Missouri. And when we were both there, we were both covering old Jason Tatum there, the Boston Celtics, as he was coming up there at Chaminade and kind of doing those things at the high school level. Were you torn a little bit in your fandom as you had such an understanding <laughs> of, of both of these superstars? Yeah, number one, sorry for swearing. I won't swear anymore. Um, <laughs> <laughs> number two, uh, you know, it is it is kind of cool to see Jace, the evolution of Jason Tatum's career because, yeah, back when I was in St. Louis covering him, he was a senior at Chaminade. You know, they won a state championship that year. They had Tyler Cook. Their starting five all had Division One scholarships to go play basketball. So um, it was, yeah, it's really cool to see the evolution of Jason Tatum, his career, his game. And, you know, just the success that he's also having. Uh, I don't know if I'd say I was torn. I wasn't torn. I, you know, as the years have gone on, I've become very unbiased towards um, teams and players. And I just I just want good competition. You know, I, I want to see good competition. I want to see an athlete. I want to see a player have a great game. Uh, so I, but I do, I do maybe root a little bit harder for the guys that, I personally know just because, you know, I know what kind of people they are. And, yeah, Jason Tatum, very happy for all the success that he's been able to experience in Boston. So the conversation today is where, where does this fourth championship rank Steph on the upper echelon of all-time greats? But I'm wondering where this fourth championship will rank Draymond as a component, as a peace player, as, you know, the enforcer. The, the old school basketball player that every team needs. What, what does this do for Draymond's legacy? I think it really solidifies it. And I mean, a four-time NBA champion. Crazy. He has. He's, been, he's played in the Olympics. He, um, you know, I think that I think it's he's definitely a Hall of Famer in my opinion because that was a big. Uh, somebody was asking me the other day. They're like, "Well, do you think Draymond is like a Hall of Fame player?" And I'm like. How can he not be? He has four championships. Like, he's played an integral role in all those championships. I mean, granted, now, some game, like, game, when he got, when he fouled out, like, you know, he doesn't maybe score a lot of points, but what, Draymond is a good, like, glue guy, a good, a good peace guy. He, he finds, he knows his role. Like, and if he's not on that night, and other people are, he supports them. That's what makes teams great. That's why people watch, I mean, that's the epitome of a team, is that, you help other people out when they need your help, and you know also to step back when somebody else is having a good game or a good night, and maybe it's not on for you that night, you know? And I think that I, there's no doubt in my mind that he's a future Hall of Famer and has solidified his legacy as a really good, like, role player in the league. I'll tell you where he's revolutionary, though. I'll tell you where he's done something that no one else has done. I'm going to tell you it's the most important part. It's everything off the court. Like, he's the guy who's not afraid to call Kendrick Perkins a clown. Like, he's the guy who's running his podcast immediately following a game. Like, he's, he's creating, like, media and attention. And to me, there's such a value in that outside of everything that's happening, like, on the court. Do you think you're going to see a lot of imitators to the Draymond style of, of attention and newsworthy, like, items? Because he's a guy who will make you put him on the front page of the sports section, and it might not be because of his stat line. Yeah, I mean, it's true. I think so. You might see that a little bit more. I know that, um, I know he's a big advocate for calling out the media 
you know, if, like, something's not right or if they say something about him or, like, I mean, you've heard him say it in his press conferences and stuff. I mean, just in one of the final press conferences, he's like, no, he's like, you didn't say that in your article that way. He goes, you said it like this. And, like, he's, he holds people accountable, you know? And I think that um, you may see other players start to do that. I mean, he's had a lot of success with it. People love his podcast. Um, he's, he's really taken off in that role. And so, yeah, you could. I mean, it just it takes a certain personality, though, because I don't know if a lot of a lot of people they want to um, not start drama, but like you know, I don't know if they have they have other things going on. They don't feel maybe they need to assert themselves in that way. But I think with Draymond, it just works. I mean, that's just who he is. If he gets the fifth championship, does he tie or surpass Magic Johnson? <laughs> As the best Spartan of all time. Get out. <laughs> okay, nobody's going to surpass Magic, I don't think. <laughs> uh, I, I love Draymond. I think he's doing great things. But Magic is will always be the um, the eye, the apple of the eye of this area. Because six championships. Magic from, what about six? If you get six of them. <laughs> <laughs> no, Fred, I'm going to have to die on this this take right here. Like, I don't, there's, he could all win all the championships, but, I mean – he doesn't have a statue either. Magic has a statue outside of the Breslin Center. So, um, you know, he's Lansing's son, own very own son. So, uh, he's Draymond will have to, I don't know, he might have to do some other things in order, more than championships, to surpass Magic. So, is Draymond's, like, style of play, his personality on and off the court, is this, like, really indicative of Michigan State's vibe, really indicative of the Lansing vibe? Is, is this something – people at that gritty hardcore hard worker is this something people really are attracted to there oh 100 percent. and that's a culture that Izzo is all about I mean that's what he's built his program on is hard work never taking any plays off I mean he holds people accountable I mean that is 100 percent. that blue collar work ethic slash like nobody can it nobody can you know talent obviously people can be talented but hard work nobody can beat hard work you know and that's what he really that's what he preaches here a lot with that's the culture of his program that's what that's what he's built his program around so it's not surprising that that's how Draymond um you know plays basketball and that's a culture though that was also built with Judd Heathcote you know who Tom succeeded and took over for I mean that's where it's you know he he had that type of mentality and style and so that's why you see it kind of you know, think about Xavier Tillman, how hard he works. You know, he's always hustling on the, on the defensive side of the ball for loose rebounds. I mean, that's just what Izzo teaches the, the guys here. Audrey Dahlgren, thank you so very much for taking the time. Thank you so very much for giving us the Lansing insight and for going on record and saying that Magic Johnson is a far second to Draymond Green in the <laughs> history yeah. of the Spartans up there at Michigan State. I agree completely. I don't, I, I don't know, Fred. I didn't, I, we have to rewind the tape on that one, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> Audrey, the sports director at WLNS and CB, that's the CBS affiliate in Lansing, Michigan. Audrey Dahlgren, thank you so very much, friend. Thanks, Fred. Nice to chat with you. She's so great. Passionate. Passionate. Passionate about Dray- their Spartans. Draymond and the boys in Michigan State and the Spartans. So, Get Audrey. Yeah, well, it gets excited. Yeah. Audrey was. She was a Mich- I don't know what they're called. I, I was gonna say like a, like a Laker girl, but I guess not. what's a, what's like a like a cheerleader, like a Spartanette, a Spartanette. That's is that, a good is that one. accurate? Yeah. 
So Audrey was a Spartanette up there for state for a lot of years, and we have a friendship outside of radio, obviously. And she, uh, and whenever I first met her working in St. Louis, Missouri, there was we couldn't have conversations about the University of Missouri or the University of Illinois, or it was only Michigan State. And I was like, well, you're not. This is not going to work here. Like, and lo and behold, back running. Boom. For, yep, figuring it out. So Draymond Green, the greatest Spartan in the history of all Spartans. That's how I feel. A <laughs> <laughs> hey, L.A. Lakers fan, though, huge Draymond Green fan right now, holding the holding the Celtics to 17 championships, not letting them do that thing. Yeah, sure. That's where it's at now. Yeah, you're not wrong. Everyone who's a Lakers fan is a Draymond fan. Let's grab one. Wherever we get back, we're going to hit a little bit on this stupid, stupid, disturbing story that's coming out of WWE with Vince McMahon and Quid Pro Crows and – there were a lot of advancements in it today, and we'll give those to you. It's two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Big shout-out to new friend of the show, Nolan, who just came by. I like meeting new people. Don't well, you like to meet, when meet did, new people? When do the doors open here? Like 5.30? Thank you, Vital. Hey, there's some, there's some sneaker enters here. There's some, some fence jumpers. Well, I think they work here. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They work here. Some friends of the show running around. Yeah. And this guy is a ball player. There's he lo- didn't sneak in early. There's lots of Major League Baseball players here at the ballpark right now. Sure. Just saw um, highly touted prospect Joe Adele walk by. Oh, the Joe Adele? He'll probably strike out four times Say tonight. Say hello yeah. to the other. I don't know Adele very well, so I didn't. that's not the best in Adele. I set fire. I don't know the words. Is that the right one? To the rain. I don't know any of them. I don't know any of them. I know the one, Skyfall, from James Bond, because you know I'm a big James Bond guy. I know Odell Beckham Jr. Is that is that the same singer? I think it's the exact same. Okay, good. Joining us on the program today from the Isotope, Zach Cozart will be with us, Kyle Holder, and my favorite Isotope, Brandon Gold, because yeah. all, all he does is win, 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 no matter what. WWE is – are you familiar with WWE? Not as much as you are. This <laughs> I'm more familiar with the WWF. What is that? The World Wildlife Federation. I don't know that one. No. Foundation. The WWF, before they had to change their name because the whales are more important than so wrestlers. You just worked yourself into a shoot, brother. So okay. that was never a real beef. And WWE painted it up like it was for the story. They were going WWE no matter what, and they painted it out there. Like, that was a big conflict for news. Yeah, I choose whales and pandas every time, though. I'm a big Ultimate Warrior guy. Yeah. But I'm way more pro-panda. Save the pandas. Are they endangered? I'm not sure. I haven't asked them lately. Okay. So WWE, which had record-setting revenues last year, and they have record-setting revenues every single year, and this is like a... This is what TV deals, and this is merchandising, and this is rakes at stadiums, and this is blood money from Saudi Arabia, and this mm-hmm. is all the different mini things, including licensing to apps and blah blah blah, and fill in the blank. And by the way, it is my favorite thing in the world. It sure is. I almost need to recluse myself it's from a, from this conversation. That's exactly what you need to do. But I can't. You can't. Because Vince McMahon was accused of, and now there's an independent investigation from WWE into quid pro quoing at least one employee to the tune of three mil van. Yeah. Because he was paying her salaries, not for work, but for interest. 
And then this is followed up with maybe the upper brass of the WWE organization were quid pro quoing the same person at different times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From what I understand of the story, she got quid pro quoed by a bunch of dudes. Insanely weird. Yeah. Insanely gross. Insanely different and out there. And then the thing that gets even weirder about this is today Vince McMahon steps down as the CEO of WWE. So he's no longer that. Did he, though? No, he didn't. Did he? His daughter, Stephanie McMahon, she takes over, which means, and by the way, she had just stepped away from the company like two minutes ago. Shout out to friend of the show, Hallie, just came by and said hello. To focus on her family outside of WWE because her husband had a heart attack five minutes ago. But on top of all that, Vince McMahon's still running the show, and you're like, well, Fred, how could this get weirder? He's, for some reason, appearing on SmackDown tonight. In character. You got to lean into it. <laughs> what? <laughs> you just got to lean into it, right? Fan. What? No. No. Is he just going to, like, wrestle somebody and then let someone else from the office wrestle them? And then somebody else from the <laughs> office is going to wrestle them? Pay them a lot of money. And then pay them a lot of money not to talk about oh it? Is that, is, that, is that what he's going to do on SmackDown? I've never been in this spot either. You know what I mean? <laughs> I've never been in a... Uh, hey, Fred, if you do this thing for me at the office, you'll make off with a couple more bucks. And I've never been like, hey, Van, if you do this thing for me at the office, you'll make off with a couple more bucks. Because I don't think my mind works that way. I've never had that type of like money influence, whatever, yeah. to where it's like, oh, I can, I can receive these type of benefits? Because it's like a sick, twisted model of existence. Yeah. I don't, no one's – you've never been quid pro quoed on either end. I don't think I have. No. But – and I think, like, as I'm saying that, I'm like, well, what would you even – how do you garner success? But there are probably people who historically have only ever done that. There's probably people that are in existence that are seeing this story, and they're like, uh, what, Fortune 100 company? Oh, okay. Billionaires? Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, this all makes perfect sense. Nothing about this is weird. Yeah, they're like, what did Vince do wrong? Yes. That's from my playbook. Oh, my gosh. The part that is, like, how disconnected from the world and how insensitive is the, I'm going to go on TV in character to explain the reason I'm away from the company so that the storyline makes sense. What else is a $200,000 administrative assistant going to do? File stuff? I don't know the workload. I don't know the hours. You probably shouldn't say load. Yep. Yeah. I don't know what an administrative assistant makes yeah. in any walk. Not $200,000. Right? Like the best ones, though? I'm talking like ones that are at like the highest level, like the Devil Wears Prada. Like, <laughs> that's, that's your example? <laughs> the Devil Wears Prada is your example for this? You have you have another example of, like, big boss like, ladies? Like, say, like, Jeff Bezos' assistant. Yeah, that's something. what I okay. just said. Okay. That's what Devil Wears Prada is. Oh, okay. Was that about Amazon? No, that was about... It was about Prada. No, it was about the assistant to yeah. the devil. Oh. And it was it had nothing to do with Prada except that the devil would wear Prada shoes. Wasn't that Al Pacino and Keanu Reeves? Is that what you're thinking of? From the texter, I do think she was filing stuff. What? What does that mean? Okay. How do you, and what is Vince McMahon, 70-something years old? How do you think, like, hey, you know what I'll do, like, less than one calendar day from the day that I was accused of quid pro quoing and 
and literally tarnishing and ruining my entire, as we talk about Deshaun Watson, as we talked about Ben Roethlisberger at his retirement, as we talked about all these things. And also, is this that? Is this assault? Is that, I think it is. I think, like, coercing someone through money, like, that ha- I'm assuming that's against the law in some way, but I'm over here like, what law is that against? Not Nevada. Right? That's the one, right? Yeah. Because that's what it is. It's prostitution. Right? That's what it is. Yeah. Lowen, like, Lauren Boebert is like, no, this makes sense. Like, this all checks out. <laughs> okay. This tracks. <laughs> it's absolutely mind-blowing to me. And mind-blowing that the way it happens, that it's almost ignored as severity. Like, okay, cool, I'll go on TV tonight. Like, what? Like, that... That victim is going to watch that. But that's the WWE way, right? Like, that's the wrestling way. That's the big top circus way. Like, you just lean into it and make it a show. You can't just hide. You appoint your daughter. You're still the boss. Shadow CEO. Yes. And and I think you're doing it right with the Carney talk where it's like, like, oh, like the the House of Mirrors, the Fun House of Mirrors, all breaks, and now it's, you know, the fun house of, like, really difficult obstacle course. Mm. Like, you just, like, you mm. just, you roll with it. Yeah. Like, you figure it out. It, it, it surprised me zero. It will be the it will be the highest rated Friday Night Smackdown to date. I doubt it. I don't. Yeah. This is, because it won't just be me who always watches. It'll be, like, mainstream. Ah, uh, yeah. This yeah, is yeah. on CNN. Yeah, it'll be MSNBC crowd yeah. looking yep. to get outraged. Sure. And so WWE says he'll be on at 8 Eastern. Like, that's when they say he's coming on. You know he won't. You know they're not going to start with him. By the way, nothing against the MSNBC crowd. Don't want to offend anybody here. No, how could This is actually pro-MSNBC yeah. because we're saying you're, you don't watch pro wrestling. You're outing. Yeah, yeah there's <laughs> that too. Yeah, you're outing an alleged predator, so... Good for you. This whole thing is going to get super weird. I'm going to tune in into it tonight because I'm addicted to super weird. Yeah, you're going to watch it anyways. But don't think that WWE is going to give you anything. Like, it's he's going to go on there, quote-unquote, in character, and that's going to like, allow him to present as a raving lunatic, which he is, obviously. And then you're going to end up with a situation where it's like raving, you know, alleged rapist lunatic goes on TV, puts on rant. See you tomorrow night. Because that's what this story is just going to end up being. I see you tomorrow night over and over again. Just send me the YouTube clip when it's done. Promise. I'm not going to watch it. Speaking of weirdos, <laughs> Deshaun Watson talk. wonder who we get back. Two men on, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Back at it live from Isopes Ballpark. A little Marvel day at the ballpark. I don't see a lot of Marvel shirts. Yeah. I have zero Marvel gear. You got your Marvel swag on right now, buddy. Black, I got a little Black Panther You're shirt repping BP out here. You should have said something. I might have brought you something. Oh, we're different sizes. I got a lot of ex-girlfriends. Oh, okay. Yeah, you could have wore one of theirs. Oh, sweet. Yeah, yeah. Same size. <laughs> How is that funny? That's a compliment. I'm very svelte and athletic. What are you talking about? Little. <laughs> like a girl. <laughs> The Sean Watson story is not going away. In fact, it's only going to get worse. In fact, he's going to get suspended for a whole freaking year. Uh, allegedly, that's the word on the street. The punishment is going to be a year. And if these stories keep coming out, it's probably going to get longer and longer and longer for each story. And I'll tell you what, 
once we get some more data on what happened on these subsequent alleged events, I hope it gets worse. I hope he's banned for life. I hope Jadavian Clowney demands a trade back to Atlanta. Straight clowning, bro. Yeah. There is no way at all that Deshaun Watson will take a snap next year for the Cleveland Browns football team. Baker Mayfield will take them all until they're out of contention, and then Joby, Jacoby Brissett will take over. That's your formula next year. What? little monsoon coming down. I got a little. Oh, I think that's more of a sprinkle, just a just soft little delicate sprinkle, just enough to wet the dirt. Won't have to water, really. Yeah. Just as we're in the middle of our Deshaun Watson talk here, Michael. The, uh, I'll take a picture and put it on the social media, but this is legitimately the first rain that I have seen in months. It's the first actual rain in 2022. And Congratulations. We first noticed it because all of the Isotope staff just started running to other parts of the stadium. Correct. So there was... Because you know how it is right now, Michael. Everyone's like, Dion's is like cooking their pizza. And, That's right. And Marg's are getting rita And everything's like preparing for the game. And it looks like, yep, they are. They're pulling the tarp out. Vin, let me run radio. You could take a video of this tarp pulling. And we'll put that on guys, or we'll put that on the social media page. Well, I don't think we're supposed to tell people that it's raining. Well, It'll deter them from coming. I'm just saying. With but it's wi- supposed to be a quickie. It's supposed to just blow right mi- over. Regardless of your stall right here, you're going to miss a really good video of wind taking this tarp if you don't go get it because that's how tarps <laughs> work in the wind. <laughs> and I'm not telling you what to do, and you can <laughs> refuse <laughs> to go, but, but it's going to lift people off the ground, and you're not going to have it because you didn't take the time. <laughs> All right, fine. I'm in. <laughs> yep. Bye. <laughs> so, Michael, as they're pulling out the tarp right now, because um, they haven't pulled out the tarp all season. They don't even know what they're doing. They, I, I, this is the first time they've pulled out the tarp all year. So it's a lot of first-timers literally doing it for the first time. People are freaking out. Like, people oh. are, so <laughs> there's, there's probably 20 hands on this thing, and there's like one guy who's leading it because he knows. You know, there's one guy who's been in the game for a minute. And then I don't know how exhilarating a radio. Everybody this else is. is looking at everybody <laughs> else. How do you how do you drag this thing or push it out? Michael, it's so good. So, all right. So the tarp is fully unveiled at this point, and you know it comes in that big like uh, Keystone pipeline roller thing. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, like an Alaskan pipeline. Yeah. <laughs> so now the wind has got it, and it's starting to come up like a big top tent at a carnival. Oh! And, and these dudes are literally throwing their bodies over it. <laughs> <laughs> trying to maintain it. To, this is brilliant. All right, by the way, the, the field crew is winning. Okay, here comes backup field crew. So the backup field crew is coming in to help the traditional field crew, and you could almost hear the tarp, like, creaking as it was being unrolled because it's been rolled only all year yeah, long. It's never been out, dried out one time. Oh, just absolutely brilliant. It's, okay, it's now across the pitcher's mound, and the field is more or less – fully tarped at this point but it looks like a like a rolling ocean like if you were trying to part the seven seas oh this is brilliant michael oh so one corner has gotten away so the second base corner yeah and guys this is like uh Need guys more going people out there oh the, no there's out. so many we're gonna oh, put the video there? yeah we'll put the video at talk abq on the social media but the amount of teamwork so and everyone who's not a part of this they're standing in the concourse like me, but I'm headsetted, obviously. And they're just, they're ta- the people are like cheering. There's clapping. 
for it. This is the this is the whole thing, like you wouldn't believe. Adernier is entertaining, of an un, of an unveil. So obviously, no sort of mention of of any sort of delay or anything, because it looks like according to the radar, this thing's going to pass pretty quickly, and we're just going to keep playing baseball to schedule time. But but the isotopes have 100% successfully covered the field. Banger of an effort by the field crew out there and chasing it down was everyone on the tarp man how many hands were on that tarp uh, it looks to be about 20 on each side yeah uh we'll make that 10 on each side with a couple uh, on the far ends but uh they successfully got the tarp unrolled and put over the infield and it took them only about three minutes i was wildly it, impressed i didn't even know if it was that long and also my favorite there was like vendors coming to run and help like secondary. So it was all hands on the deck. The tarp's out. It is perfect. If my vision is correct, I believe that is GM John Traub right there yeah, in left right field. right there in the mix. Out. He's in the mix. Top to bottom effort right now at Isotopes Park. More baseball talk when we get back. Two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. <laughs> Joining us on the program, Double Nickel. Logan Kozar, welcome to the show, brother. Yo, yo. Welcome. Friend of the show, Logan Kozar, who's going to pitch tonight, he told me. Um, I mean, but what's going on here? Got a little bit of rain, boys. Yeah, it's a little rain. A little too salty. Yeah, a little first too, time all year. First time all year. Need it up north. Let's go. Put out these fires. Celebrate all weekend. That's the Father's Day gift everyone wants, right? right? So, Logan, welcome to the show. First time on the program. How's the... How's the ball club treating you right now? How are you feeling? Uh, we're starting to play pretty uh, pretty good right now, so it's, it's been a lot of fun in that clubhouse. Uh, you know, we started off pretty slow, but so far we've played good here at home, and then, uh, you know, it's starting to get fun here. There you go. Last time you came out was Sunday, so you haven't been here at this home stand yet. But the last time you are out, big win for the boys, and a bunch of big wins ever since. I mean, it gets contagious, right? Like, yeah. like W's are where it's at. I mean, you just – you ride the momentum here in baseball. I mean, once you find that good hot streak, you just uh, ride it out, have a lot of fun with it, enjoy it. I, you said I pitched Sunday. I I kind of laughed because I told a couple of my friends text me about pitching Sunday. Yeah. And, and I said, yeah, I struck out Robinson Cano. That's pretty cool. And they said, well, I mean, he's 39, so that's just, <laughs> that's just expected. So can, they kind of humbled me pretty quick. Well, and, uh, and for real, he's only 39 in the book. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> right. right. Yeah, like he's 44 a 44-year-old Robinson yeah, yeah, right, right, he's, right. A, he's a Dominican 45. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, so I got humbled pretty quick. But, you know, I felt pretty good. So we got we got a sprinkle going on out here. Looks like it's going to blow overhead a little bit. So bring your umbrella, but don't change your plans. Come out to the lab. Have some fun with the boys. But d- does your pregame routine change when you're looking at the weather and you see some sprinkles coming in or is just business as usual? Uh, right now, since we're winning, you, you <laughs> just stay on schedule. Nice. You know, you keep it uh, keep it pretty normal. But when it's uh, those slow days in August and maybe you're struggling a little bit, you're kind of hoping for a rain out. <laughs> hey, isn't that crazy, though, how, like, games do feel a little hotter when, it, when, when you're in a little bit of a slump? But then you get a bunch of W's in a row. You don't even notice right. the rain. Right. Like, you can't – I don't know what your favorite Switch game is, but, like, can't lose a Donkey Kong. Right. Like, right. everything's going right. right. Everything's going good. And you notice it in the clubhouse, too. But usually guys will come in and be like, hey – going to rain today maybe maybe two sevens tomorrow nobody said a word today because they want to roll they're, yeah they're you just want to play all right the, keep racking up them dubs right. baby right. hey we can't have two sevens tomorrow logan because me and van are playing in the celebrity softball tournament yeah, or game yeah. tomorrow yeah and if that for any reason gets bumped whatsoever and i don't get my big league moment 
here at Isos Park, I'm going to lose it. I'm going to straight lose all of my stuff. Your I'm, ego may never recover. No. <laughs> yeah. Logan. I'm gonna have to show up for that. I'm I'm gonna be here all day anyway. I gotta work that kids camp in the morning. Yeah. Oh sweet. So why not just stick around and see you hit some dingers this here? To, duh, uh, <laughs> duh. Just, I'm gonna drop nukes out yeah. there. Hey, it, is, it is five o'clock somewhere, and it is five o'clock right here, Mountain Time at the lab. Oh. And I got a little Teller watermelon oh, walk off okay, right in front of me. You know that, Logan? Uh, here, I'm gonna do it for the whole audience right here. Ready to go? Ooh, that's very good. All of a sudden, I just got thirsty. Yeah. <laughs> Look, hey, t- you get to, you get to get around the country. You get to see a lot of ballparks, a lot of parts of. Hey, Televaca does it in a special way. Is it? Do you have like an excitement for like a certain food or like a like a a, what, a libation? So, like around the country, is there a thing you make sure you always make the effort for? I'm a big coffee fan. You know, mm-hmm. I, I I'm a big morning guy. So when I get up in the morning, I just I crave coffee. I'm probably addicted to caffeine. To be honest, well, there's no probably. Well, right. every, yeah. Yeah. Everyone, everyone who has caffeine's addicted to caffeine. Oh, oh you don't say. Yeah. So I kind of look for any city we go to. I kind of look for the the coffee spot there. I mean, there's some good spots in Salt Lake, and there's a few here actually, right right close to my house in Knob Hill. So. Oh, New Mexico Pinion Coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah friend of the show, New Mexico Pinion. So that's Best that's my food. friendly beverage. I would say my the teller choice would be. Uh, I would go with whiskey if I was going to drink an alcohol, you know. Okay. No, whiskey guy. Yeah. Same. Irish whiskey, Kentucky, bourbon. Kentucky. I Kentucky like, a, I like a Kentucky bourbon, yeah. Nice. Same. Same. Do you, do you our, our friends at Teller has their whiskey in the cask really? right now. I think it's done in September. Oh, prove it. So uh, Prove yeah. it. Yeah, keep your ear. I'll be around. I'll be here. <laughs> keep your ear. <laughs> hey, not the way you're throwing, though. You might not be yeah, here. Right Shoot. I, I'll tell you what. If, if, we, if we were talking in uh, April <laughs> – You'd still think I was here. You'd know I was here at some <laughs> But I've kind of turned the corner, you know. I, you, you never get caught up in the early games. You don't. Is especially it, as a reliever, you don't You don't lose. You got a go-to slumbuster? Do you, do you, like, call the family at home? You're like, send me some five-way. Like, my, my, my go-to is just don't even talk about it. Don't even. Yeah. When I start pitching good and people start talking about it, that's when it goes. Oh, it no. Goes shut up, Fred. Fred, yeah. Fred yeah. shut up. Uh, okay. <laughs> like, I'll call my mom and she'll be like, oh, you did so good. It's guaranteed. So, so you kind of so stay away from it. Here we got what we refer to as the two men on drip. Yes. Player okay. comes on the show, boom, they start killing it. Everyone boom, knows. Boom, they turn their season around. I hope you didn't just reverse it with that comment. Absolutely oh, not. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah, you can't no reverse these, this energy here. So you can't we, reverse that. We take 100% credit for Wynton Bernard's start. Oh. So, I mean, hey, he's, start, he's not how, done yet. How fun, how fun is that to watch? This guy's just on fire all year. It's and you've been for years now, right? Yeah, this is uh, the third second season i played with him yeah and every at bat he looks locked in i mean he looks i mean everybody clues in i mean there's that bats where you're just like in the bullpen you're just chatting it up with the boys when you hear when bernard coming up yeah you you watch nice. you go stand on the yeah, stand you, on the first step kind of yeah, thing we're yeah. waiting for the point to the bullpen because that, when, they, when they hit home runs we're getting points <laughs> <laughs> hey you catch a home run off when bernard like what does a little kid got to do to catch it from you like you're in the bullpen you catch it like you, and he wants it. He just wants you to lob it over. I'm going to need to slice that Dion's pizza. That's, over here <laughs> <in the conference laughs> That's a great answer. That's the bribery that, that minor league baseball oh, yeah. needs, which is just he just comes over with a bag of big league chew, oh. and he's, you're like, yes, that's the yeah. one. Double A in uh, Portland, Portland, Maine, we were trading. We traded a whole bag of throw balls for, for lobster rolls. Hey, can I get a ball? We're like, you go get one of them lobster rolls? Done. Done. So – so who was it that came on the show and says they just put a cup out and make kids throw change at it if they want to ball? <laughs> that'd be grief because he genius. was talking about it in the yeah. yeah how okay. to be made grief? Nice. 
was like, okay, so he must have been a late round draft pick if if he's like begging think, for trade. Yeah, 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 I think so. Because I mean, he said they got like three hundred bucks one. one time <laughs> oh my game. god, <laughs> that's the, amazing. The GM of the team had to come to him and was like, hey, you can't do that every game. I mean, they're going to be stealing money from kids. The, well, and they're going to their parents. They're like, let me get a snow cone. And yeah, they're like, right. they're like, they don't sell snow cones here. Right. Like, you're going to throw that to greet. Right. We all know that. GM of the Ice Stoves, John Traub, is around the broadcast here, and he's soaking wet because I'm going to yeah. get my headset real quick, but I'm going to paint the picture. I just watched him put the cover on the field van. Hey, hey but John, but. Okay, number one, it's not called a cover. It's called a tarp. Oh, tarp. And number two, the next time you sit here and you're laughing as everybody's getting their brains beat in by the weather, go to a commercial break and come down and give us a hand, okay? Hey, now, now, See now, you later. Now that we got him on here, yeah. what's your thoughts on the cup game in the bullpen for the boys? I got to be educated. <laughs> the cup game, you set the cup in the bullpen. Yeah. The kids got to throw a quarter in the cup to get a baseball. I love it. And we make we make money. It's interaction. It's great with the community. The kids have a story to tell. You guys yeah. have a story to it's tell. Capitalism. I mean, I'm yeah. I'm winning. all about it. Everybody's winning. Go for so, it. So GM John Traub. Um, I don't mean to so- hijack this interview. I just came to give you guys. All no, time. absolutely. No, he's soaking wet. Yeah. Because he actually went out and helped with the tarp. We already called this out on air. You actually going out there? Great. And I'm your, glad your twelve your, listeners are entertained your, by this. Oh, <laughs> boom. <laughs> Fire. Keep going. And so we have video evidence of this that we just put up. He's he's not just selling wolf tickets here. There's video evidence of what? Of you helping out oh, with the tarp. You running down yeah. from from your penthouse yes. up at the top of yes. Toast Stadium. Yes. I had my butler change my straight out. Yeah. Yes. You know, it's how That's we a, roll. We are impressed here. It's a, a well, huge team effort. There's no eye in isotopes. <laughs> <laughs> Not, I'm not the reason why you guys are sitting here, so you guys continue. Well, and cheers. I'm, I'm all about the cup game, though. All right. Now that I know John. about it, I might bring some change myself. So, hey, so you know. right on. John, I know you Well, had no, not really, because I'm not paying for bats and balls anymore. <laughs> so I John, I know you had your eye on the radar. What's this going to be, another 15, 20 minutes, and just have people come right down here with their umbrellas? Sure. Yeah, okay. So <laughs> I don't know. Since I was out there and my phone got wet, I can't see the radar anymore. Oh, man. Well, but, me, we're, yeah. but we're on time. Until we say we're not, we are. So well, first pitch, 7.05 tonight. Logan made mention of it. We think it's the first time the tarp's been out all year. You, you had to show the yeah. boys because no one knew because well, it had been sitting on the sideline. We did a practice run in uh, late March or early April or something. Something before the team even got yeah. here because we have a lot of new people and you don't want this experience to be their first time right wind all this people can get hurt sure so but it was the first time it's been on we haven't had any rain whatsoever so uh i'm glad that the city got rain i'm glad we're getting rain yes. it can clear up by about 6 30 so we don't burn our starter See, perfect we think about <laughs> this yeah. Yeah. he's thinking about the bullpen I like absolutely it. I like john Trob, thank you so very much all right, fellas thanks hey, logan thanks thanks john it's, oh there's the look for defenders of the okay. diamond night. All right, Captain America in the house. Logan, you've been you've been obviously here at Albuquerque for some time now, and you've been all over kind of AAA six years with their hockey's organization. Is that this right? This is my seventh. Yeah. Yeah, you've seen some cool promotional nights. I mean, the out the ice tubs do it in a in a very high standard. They, th- my favorite was, I think in nineteen, they did a Selena night. Oh, excellent! And the and the Ooh. same night was Mariachi night. Sweet. This place had nineteen thousand people going insane word for word on every song word for word on yeah. every song and then roberto Ram, ramos i don't know if you guys remember sure. him. yeah they called him the mariachi master so every time he came to the plate i mean this place would erupt because he had a he had like a mariachi band as his walk-up song yeah <laughs> that was the most fun i had at a game 
probably ever. What's what's your personally? What's your? I mean, besides that one, obviously. What's your favorite promotion? Like, what do you look forward to? Do you like? Are you excited for like Marvel Night tonight? Because we already got Captain America, oh, yeah. Spider Man, Venom here. Like, are you a Star Wars guy? Are you a Marvel guy? What do you look forward I, I, to? I prefer Marvel. I'm, I'm honestly, this is probably a hot take. I've never seen Star Wars, and I, I don't have any plans to. Oh my! Oh but, yeah, no, you're definitely missing oh, out. It's I, the best. Part of me, I just can't figure out the first. The first three were re- released in the 70s, but they're not. They're not the first three in the movie. That is good. Yeah, that blows my mind. I can't. <laughs> it's hard for me to wrap my mind around that. But yeah, I like the Marvel. The Marvel they had, uh, Star Wars had their dessert first. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, uh, well, the thing about like tonight is it'll be all it'll be all types. It'll be all it'll be kids. It'll be parents. It'll be the whole. I'm wearing Black Panther right now as right. we're hanging out, right? <laughs> to where it's like people are going to come out and enjoy. It. But I'm telling you what, if you're on your way out, uh, bring that towel. Bring a towel. Yeah, bring wipe a down towel, your seat. Towel and umbrella. You're good to go. The, is that a conversation when you are in other parts of the country? Are people asking about, like, the wildfires here in New Mexico? Do you have conversations outside the ballpark that are about New Mexico? I mean, people ask, people ask all the time. Like, when I call home, because we actually flew over them. I, I forget where we were coming from, but we flew over the mm-hmm. fires in Santa Fe. And that was – I'd never seen a wildfire. so It's I, crazy, it right? wild to me. Though. Yeah. So I took a picture and sent it home, so then my parents would ask about it. People at home would ask about it. It's, but it's just been so dry out here that – is it, it mom and dad been out to see you out here at all? They have not. The first, they only came out to uh, they came out when I was in California League. Which, okay, makes sense. I mean, yeah. California. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're in Ohio still. Yeah, they're still in Ohio. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Ohio's a world of difference from the West. Like, yes. There's, oh my gosh. It's hard. To, I'm a Midwest guy myself, yeah. and and to kind of I was doing some stuff with New Mexico, Ohio during the wildfire. I'm sending some photos on social media back. My people are like mountains in New Mexico. Isn't that a desert? And I'm like. <laughs> Technically, yes, yeah. it's, but this is a beautiful mountaintop forested, it really is. just lovely part of the country. Yeah. The, uh, so you're going to go tonight, uh, obviously, after we get started, or part of the two seven-inning games tomorrow. Right. We don't know yeah. what's, <laughs> maybe. what's going on yeah. there. But, um, I mean, what's going to take to, like, is there a conversation in the clubhouse about maintaining the win streak? Is there, is there anything amongst the boys, or is it is it an unspoken kind of approach? Uh, it's pretty unspoken. I mean, this team's pretty, pretty good at uh, just putting the net. The previous day behind them, mm-hmm. I mean, they just move on, win or loss. They just nothing seems to bother them. But but what about when you score twenty runs and hit eight home runs? You, you kind of <laughs> relish like that. You sit on that one a little bit. Absolutely. though, don't We you? were just talking. The, uh, that was the first time because I mean we've definitely as a staff given up our fair share of runs here, but <laughs> this is the first time that we've put one on somebody, and it felt pretty pretty good. It's a whole careless world around us yeah, yeah. as the rain is currently falling here at Ice Toast Ballpark. Everything's still on schedule at this point, so if you got tickets, they're good, they're valid. Come on down, hang out. But uh, watch your step. You know, that's yeah. the key. And uh, we're up against this, so we've got to grab one. But, Logan, thank you so much for hanging out, big dog. Thank you. Good luck yeah, tonight. You if, yeah, Thanks if you start throwing it, this thing's a blast, and we're going to give you an XL T-shirt the next time we hey, see this you. this is also my road roommate, Brandon this, Gold, so give him Oh, no. All right. There's some, that's give him some for the Brandon right. don't. Brandon don't know, but he's my favorite player. I'm going to tell him all about uh-oh. it when we sit yeah. down. So. All right, I can't wait. I can't wait to get dirt on Logan. <laughs> we're, doing, we're doing 12 minutes of dirt on Logan. Spoiler now. alert, I snore. So <laughs> <laughs> Two men on, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Joining us on the program, friend of the show, Brandon David Gold. Welcome, my Yo. dude. The middle name, huh? That's Give what, me the middle name treatment. That's why it's a whole serial killer thing. <laughs> okay. Yeah, well, you know, you know how it is. So as a Rex Specs guy, you, okay. get, you get like the positive attention you want, or you get the negative. I get 
No added attention. What? I don't think. Well, okay, here's the thing. When you got Hammer on your team who wears the specs that he He's does. He's out there. Yeah. I think yeah. that takes the heat off me. I'm, I'm a big Jose Offerman guy. Okay. Yeah, he's like the I'm first at- dude to wear the clear Oakleys. But he had, I forget what you call the lenses that went way off your face to your cheek. Like the sunglasses kind no, of? No, he wore the clear ones. Go Never fish. Been. I only know Horace Grant. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's the one I know. Like, shoot. So is it, is it like my mustache where your friends won't comment on them just because <laughs> they won't put quarters in you? I don't know. I only <laughs> wear glasses. I don't wear contacts. I don't like – I've tried it. I don't like touching my eyes. Oh, that would be weird. So I wear glasses all the time. So maybe that's why I get more comments when I walk around without glasses on. Yeah, because, number one, you look weird. Right. Like, that's yeah. a real thing. Cause uh-huh. I'm, so, so I'm a contacts guy, right? Okay. And when I put on, like, my Tina Fey's, people are like, hey, you're looking a lot like Tina Fey. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like I know. She was, like, really crucial, like – Politically and popular. Right, politically, yeah. <laughs> Come on, guys. You did a weekend update. Cool, right? You're not throwing today because you threw to start this win streak, and then you threw as part of the win streak, and every time that you throw the ball, this team gets a W. What's up, my guy? What are I you doing? I love it. I love it. My mentality is to keep my team in line yeah. to get a win. Is it like go longer than the next guy kind of thing? or, or Not just, necessarily. No? It's if, if my team puts up five runs, I'm not going to pitch around, guys. I'm not. I'm going to be aggressive. I know that this park and this league is somewhat of a joke with scoring seven runs in an inning. Like, that happens. A lot of yeah. high numbers. Yeah, but just as much as I give up runs, my team's going to score those runs, too. Right. And I think that it's, it's huge to go out there and keep them involved defensively. When they're involved in, uh, defensively, they're going to do the same offensively. I firmly believe that. Isn't it crazy, though? To, and I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you're good. Sorry, but isn't it crazy, though, like, either, like, being on the mound or being in the dugout or being in the clubhouse, and your team's just hitting for an hour? Yeah. And it's, and it's like, okay, okay. Yeah. Oh, restroom break. Okay. okay. And it'll go like that here. And, and I think maybe Isotope's fan doesn't realize how unique that is. Yeah. To where guys can go up and, what, 20 runs the other day? Yeah. Are you kidding crazy. me? Crazy. And 20 runs, like, in half of a game. Well, yeah, we didn't, game. we didn't even need the bottom half yeah. of, the, of the ninth. Sure. I mean, yesterday we started with four runs in the first inning. Right. Neil comes out and goes one, two, three in the top half, and you end throwing a pitch for 30 minutes. It's it's kind of like, am I happy? Am I sad? Like, my team put up four, but <laughs> I haven't moved my body in 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> so it's kind of a grind at that point. Like, you don't want to move around and get yourself too tired, but you want to stay warm. You're like, Warren, give me a bike. Just put a yeah, bike something. down here. Yeah. you got to do something. So – What's the vibe in the locker room when the boys are getting all these W's in a row? Is it just business as usual? Or are you are you guys looking at each other like, yeah, yeah, we're on one? It is definitely a lot more fun. Definitely, uh, you know, post game you play music, you feel like you can do whatever you want. You're walking on eggshells when we lose and stuff. You you don't want to play music. You but you also you want to put it past you. We play 150 of these things right. like. If you let one win affect you and carries over to five, like, that's the issue. I think the stuff that's easy to see, too, you know, for the fan base or, or Isotope's fan or Rocky's fan or whoever is the numbers. The numbers are easy to see. But I think, like, a lot of those questions are like, how do you feel like your stuff is? Because, you know, here it's it's not necessarily going to have the lowest ERA and not necessarily you're always going to have that many more W's than L's. Yeah. But, like, how do you physically feel? Do you feel like you're delivering in the way that you expect to be at this point in the season? And do you feel like you're capitalizing on things you're being asked to work on? Yeah, um, I think the answer is yes to both of those, mm-hmm. and I'll elaborate on both of those, that I feel physically 
in probably one of the best shapes of my life. Um, I've been really good about fine-tuning my routine in between starts with weight room and conditioning and bullpen work and managing my arm. Um, I definitely feel like I'm in a really good spot right now. There you go. Um, and forgive me, but I forgot the second question. <laughs> the things that the ball club or maybe even the Colorado Rockies have asked you to put emphasis oh, on. Oh, okay. Have you been able to tackle that stuff to what you identify as successful? Yeah. Um, I think if you go back and look in depth about who I am as a pitcher throughout my career, I've been primarily fastball changeup, trying to work on a slider last year. And 19, obviously, we missed the 2020 season. Um, but this year, a slider has been – a huge addition for me, and um, I think that it's paid dividends so far, and it's a huge confidence booster for me. So you knew you had the day off. Where's where's your Marvel gear, bro? Day it's off. Marvel. That's, it's, that's it's, a stretch. It's Marvel superhero okay. night. I don't see Captain America, Thor, Spider-Man. You Spider-Man. What's going on? So I don't really know anything about that. <laughs> I don't, I'm not a Marvel guy. You're not guy. a Marvel guy? I'll watch the movies, if you ask me to name Marvel movies, I'm going to throw out Spider-Man. That's probably it. I believe it stops that's in, right there. It's in the stops mix. right so, there. So what's, what's your dork out thing? Like, what, what are you Ooh. obsessed with? What do you, what do you like to do? Okay. Um, well, if we're going off of, like, TV and stuff, I, I love SpongeBob. That's a guilty pleasure. <laughs> right. So we played El Paso yeah. last week, right? And they yeah, were wearing the SpongeBob. Right. The spo- yeah. Did you get your hands on a I did, and I did. And we were, we were lifting, and... And uh, one of the guys walked in from their team wearing the SpongeBob uniforms. And I, we were talking about this. I'm a firm believer in minor league uh, promotional jerseys being outrageous. Same. Sure. Outrageous. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, may, it, it brought me back to in 17 in Asheville. I was in Asheville. And Asheville's a real big uh, beer city. Yeah. And we were the beer city tourists. And yep. I pitched that day. Awesome. Our jersey was like a fizzing beer, yellow. And then I went on Amazon and ordered fizzing beer socks. Super smart. And pulled my pants out for the day. I mean, I, I'm i a firm believer. Now, tonight's jersey's for us. I don't want to, like, deter anyone from coming to the game tonight, but I think we could have done a little bit better. Oh, it's a little, like a little A little crazier, right? A little, a little crazier, 100%. Okay. You mean All add right. a cape. You're talking about adding capes. Yeah. Yes, so, I agree completely. Or something like that. Yeah, yeah like <laughs> pregame, you, can, you have a detachable cape or something. Yeah. Take it off right before the game. Why pregame? Like during the game? It could be like a violation or something. Don't know the rules. You can't can't insure the field that night because of the uh, tapes. I got got my start in independent league baseball years ago. Okay. So we used to run these promotions where it was like uh, buy a ticket, a paid ticket, paid admission to the ball, and you get a Krispy Kreme donut. And people would like – you would just come, you know, baseball fields. You get free tickets and stuff all the time. <laughs> so people would come up and have 10, 12 tickets and just keep going. And oh, like, no. And, and, and you're, like, you're like, boys, you're kind of exploiting it here. Like, you know, get these free tickets. But no, that's, these things are special. These, these, what are Marvel Nights and Mariachi Night the other oh, night? Oh, I love our Mariachi yeah. jerseys. I love them. I think they're so cool. The, the black, black is sexy. Yeah. Ooh, black and the turquoise oh together, though. Oh, my gosh. It's a good look. Multiple. Everybody wanted me to wear our black pants the other day, too. I'm the only one that wears the black pants. I get I get some heat for it, but everyone wanted me to go outrageous with the black mariachis and the black pants. Do they? I didn't bite it though. Are they all made equally? Like, does the does an alt, an alternative jersey feel like your regular jersey? Your body yeah. moved the same way? Nothing different? Nothing? Yeah, it's the same. Okay. The pants are where you get different feels. A lot of people have the Nike big league pants. Sure. And those are ridiculously comfortable. 
and then you get the Meyer League pants and remind you of why what it means to be in the Meyer Leagues. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's the easiest way to put it. Brandon Gold joining us. So obviously, we're talking a little bit on the field, talking a little bit off the field. you got a rain delay routine. And uh, I guess specifically speaking about a day where you're supposed to start. Yeah. you got like a you got a routine where you know there might be a little forecast out there that's going to throw you down? Yeah, it's, I've, I've had a lot of practice, to say the least. Uh, in 2019 in Hartford, it rains every other day in the mm-hmm. Eastern League. And it was an ongoing joke that whenever I pitched, it was raining that day. And you never got rained out in Hartford. So you always had to strap it in. You were going to be there till 9 o'clock. Yeah. 7 o'clock game, you were there till 9 o'clock. I think that the key is I always ask my manager and or GMs and or umpires, give me 35 minutes. I, I, can't, I can't get ready in, in under 35 minutes because then you're rushing, then you're going to hurt yourself. Something might not be warm. Right. Um, so I get myself to the spot that I can be ready in 35 minutes, if that makes sense. All right, so you haven't thrown any softballs all year, but your roommate, Logan Cozart, just threw us one okay. and said that you guys are roommates. Yes. What's the most annoying thing about your roommate? Oh, my gosh. Okay, well, easy answer is Make snoring. Sure, okay. <laughs> um, I think I know what you were just about to say, and I will make sure that I'm careful with what I say. Um, well, did he say anything about me? Okay. Not he said he's a big fan, said no, he's great know. to be on the road with. No, he didn't. Um, <laughs> said you always pick up the keys, which is nice. It's yeah. Uh, definitely snoring on the road. Um, and then he said he was an early riser. How does oh, yeah. that work with you? He's actually unbelievably respectful about that. Yeah. It's, it's really nice. He didn't do that last year. This year he's up <laughs> at, we go to bed at midnight. Thankfully we go to sleep around the same time. Go to, go to bed at midnight, wake up. He's up at like 8.15. I hear him really quickly. He goes down to the to the lobby, does a crossword, drinks a cup of coffee. I text him at like 9, 9.30. Oh, oh he's I my went. grandpa. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Both of my roommates are, him yeah. and Matt Dennis. They're grandpas. Constitutional's in the lobby, too, which is nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, good dude. Respectful. Oh, no, no, no. No doubt. <laughs> uh, I think that he – I like to sing. Yeah. I have a terrible voice. But I love to sing, Sweet. and if we're playing video games at the end of the night or something, and we got our speaker on, like I'll sing, and he just gets really mad at me for that. <laughs> I would say just let him turn you on to the WWE while you're on the road. That to me is the answer. Okay, just sometimes we'll catch we'll catch some fights or something a, like just that. Just shoot me a text. So you you never bite on that either. Like you can't be swayed. Um, he tries to t- <laughs> he's tried to turn me to the WWE dark side it, for years, and I never have. I feel like I'm gonna make you upset right here, yeah. but I just feel like it's really fake and planned out. And well, I think I don't know if that's all part of it or not, but that's how I get it. Not UFC. Well, yes, it's a TV show. Right. Yes, yes. It's, uh, no, it yeah. is, it's, it's bro drama. It's a guilty pleasure, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That I mean, is what it is. It's yeah. a guilty pleasure. And, and also, Van doesn't like it, and my girlfriend doesn't like it, so I get some alone time. That's that nice. is nice. <laughs> thing. Thank you so very much for taking the time Thanks, with us. Thanks, guys. Brandon Gold, uh, absolute banger on the microphone. What are Bye, we, Brandon. <laughs> no one talks like that. That was Patrick's yeah. Starfish, by the way. I got it. Yeah. I got I, it. My dude. I've never seen a single SpongeBob. Oh, I don't even man. know the intro song. I definitely got that. That's 530. I'll have to learn it. Two men on 95.9. <laughs> that means if you just got out of the office, you, well, you kind of missed the show. The, the rain came and then the rain gone. I'm about that life. Joining us on the program, friend of the show, Kyle Holder. Kyle, welcome Yay. to Thank the you. broadcast. Thank you. Thank you. 
I mean, appreciate hitting that home run against El Paso. I freaking hate El Paso. They're the worst team in the history of all things ever, and everything about them I despise. What's the reason? Uh, their existence. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah just full on, through in, through out. That's an excellent fireback question. Yeah. Well, yeah. You, you, oh, you have a different reason? <laughs> no. I grew up in San Diego. Yeah. So coming up, I was a diehard Padre fan. Oh. I, I guess once you can say you never really stop rooting for a team, right. whether or not you play professionally or not. So it, it's cool to see the city of San Diego rallying behind the Padres who are finally relevant again, you know? <laughs> yeah. And... Um, El Paso, just the Padres. So, like, there's a – I'm not saying I like them or dislike them, but I feel like I have a little more connection to that than you would say. Yeah. Well, I mean, the team, not the city, that horrible, disgusting village. So you're talking the city. Well, well, I mean – If you're talking the city, I agree with you on that. Kyle, hold her back on my team. Which is the team I wanted to be on, Kyle? We, as soon as we sat down, I was pulling up your stat line. Uh, slumping a little bit, my dude. How do you bust a slump? Some people would say some things. Other people would say other things. <laughs> so spiritual. All right, good talk. <laughs> yeah. right, good talk. Let's go to break. Right now. <laughs> but is is there like a sustained approach, or is it just more of the same? This is a weird game, man. Yeah. Uh, it's you could go zero for forty. And be hitting the ball really hard and getting out. Next game you show up, you hit two bloopers, and you feel like you're 40 for 40, you know. And then that starts a whole new uh, level of a hot streak. And then it's, I mean, the name of the game is consistency, obviously, but it's hard. I mean, you little little things in the game can, can knock, the, knock the rust off, and you could be doing everything right and have nothing to show for it. So it's, it's interesting. And it's, and it's not a phenomenon unique to the minors. It happens to the best in the world. Everyone. Mike Trout just went for a 0 for 34 or something, something like, that. like that. Yeah. yeah. Enough to where his manager got fired. Yeah. Yeah, that's for real. how, that's how yeah. bad it can get. Yep. So do you have like a superstition or do you change your routine? Like, what do you like rub a dollar bill look, in your shoe or something? Yeah. yeah. Look, <laughs> look for a four leaf clover four, at the park or yeah. something like that. You know, I try not to. I try not to think about any of that other than just try to keep a consistent routine and know and believe in what you're doing pregame is going to work during the game. And if it doesn't, you try your best to wash it off after the game in the shower, go home, and start it over, you know. Um, A lot of guys have superstitions. Me personally, I I don't, right now at least, don't have a huge superstition where I'm like, oh, yeah, like you're saying, four-leaf clover at the park. Yeah. No. I mean, if I get a couple hits, I'll use the same batting gloves the next time, same bat, um, same cleats, but nothing over the top. When you're going through it, hot and cold streaks, are you a tablet guy? Are you looking at your swing? Are yeah. you like, oh, man, I dropped my hand an inch? Like, yeah. that's what it is. And like, that's a rabbit hole I've been down a lot, and a lot of guys do, is overanalyze every little, every little piece of the swing. Right. You know, and – I think that could be good at times, and it could be hurtful. I, I do, I do both. Well, in obviously, you're not trying to plan anything in this conversation, but it's you got a new strike zone now. You know, it's yeah. not the strike zone that you've traditionally known, which is a huge adjustment. It is right yeah, for so, sure. So, is there that feeling where it's like, hey, not only do you got to know the pitcher, not only do you got to know the environment, the game, but now you're going to learn a brand new strike zone that isn't necessarily the shin to the chin like it had been for you for so many years. For sure. Like, so does that sit anywhere in the psyche? So when. When the whole new strike zone thing came out, and previously, if you've heard about the shot clock now yeah. behind the plate, that's a whole different animal. It's 
can't you, step out of the box. Bunch of you you have to be in the box ready to hit at nine seconds. And no matter if, for, exa- for instance, last night, Joe Adele on the other team, he got pretty good. Really good. Yeah. And we had a big wind, wind tunnel come through, and it was knocking dust. And the pitcher's eyes, the batter's eyes. And he, you only get one timeout per plate appearance. Mm-hmm. He called his timeout like 1-0, super early in the count to, you know, like get the dust out. Because I was in the infield, and I was getting stuff in, and everyone was kind of looking around like, what's going on? Long story short, it was a 2-2 count. He got to nine seconds, and our pitcher was, you know, rubbing some stuff out. He was trying to rub out the dirt in his eyes. He didn't get in the box by nine seconds. The umpire called him out. He struck out. Stop. I'm like, and he ended up, he stayed in the game. He didn't get tossed, but their manager came out and got tossed. Oh, of course. And so, I don't know, out there I was like, that's kind of bush, man. That's you you yeah. see that everyone out here struggling. Just yeah. disregard the shot clock and let him get the stuff out of his eyes. You yeah, know? yeah. I mean, you said it just right there. Like, let him get the stuff out of his eyes. It's it's not Nomar. Yeah, yeah. fixing We're his not, gloves. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no, for sure. Well, and also we can't let everyone just wear brain and gold style glasses. Yeah, that's, like I yeah. need to be very transparent yeah. with that. That's yeah. a cheat code. right He has there. a monopoly on that. Yep. <laughs> no one else is allowed. Yeah. Hey, so you, we got some rain today. First first rain day of the year. Of the year. Six looks, months looks, in. It looks like it's passed. Looks like we're going to have some baseball tonight. Um, did the skipper walk into the dugout and, like, tell you guys specifically, like, it's the first rain day of the year, no slip and slide? <laughs> it's like, Is no that, slip and oh, slide. Oh, the handcuffs He's on out, you. Take this hey, seriously. Yeah, he didn't say any of that, so it's a free-for-all. Well, let's go, baby. Let's go. LFG. <laughs> get the day off, get a little get a little wet out there, yeah. enjoy the show. Oh, God, we'd end up – that, and that would be the story, right? Like, like KOB would be like, uh, wildfires out up north, and Kyle Holder dislocates his shoulder. <laughs> you know, I've always wanted to. I've, I think this is, my, this is my eighth season in professional baseball, and I've been in, on the East Coast being with the Yankees. Yeah. All my minor league affiliates. And, I mean, we've dealt with some rain, like weeks and weeks straight of rain, like two-hour delays. Oh, we're going to cancel this one, doubleheader tomorrow. Like, it's crazy. And I not once have slid on a tarp. Wow. And I'm kind of bummed about it. Oh, man. Well, I'm glad I planted that seed. You know, you deserve this. Like, I'm not trying to be that guy right now, but, like, yeah. I mean, we could be here. How fun would that be, right? Like, you can't get hurt. No. Unless there's, like, rocks stuck in the middle and you're diving and, and you land on a rock. And they're not. This is the nicest infield in, like, all of baseball. <laughs> sure, sure. Like, we're not, you're, we're not you're, playing in El Paso. Yeah. Don't, get, <laughs> don't get me started with that one. This, hey, is that a conversation you have with the grounds crew? Absolutely. What? Yeah. How does yeah. that go? Pack it down. Loosen it up. Do this. Like, like what verbiage <laughs> is used? Funny story. Before I came out here, I was – he was in the clubhouse, and we were, like, checking out of the, the clubhouse doors to see what the rain was doing. And he mm-hmm. was out there looking, and, you know, we were all BSing. And I was like, hey, Ed, I said, why would you even put the tarp on? Let the rain soak into the field a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> Get that thing to yeah. not be asphalt, you know. And he just started laughing, and I don't know. He, he's a great guy. And oh, I think it's I think it's important to have, as an infielder, have a relationship with the grounds crew, you know. I just because, I mean – a lot of it can be up to them on, on what you're getting out there fielding. The, you know what's funny about you saying that? Is years ago, I sat down, I was doing a sit-down interview with uh, David Freeze. Okay. David Freeze just played third base for the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh-huh. And he was saying, uh, he would tell his grounds crew, uh, make it like concrete. He's like, because when it comes up to him, he wants it like chest, uh, like head high. He doesn't want the ball to stay down. Right, because he yeah. wants to be able to fire it. Yeah. And, it's, and I'm, like, I'm like, that is the craziest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, that's psycho talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, like keep it soft out there. Like, yeah. like let me keep my hands safe. That's yeah. how I feel. For real. Water yeah. it. Make it muddy. And I've told him one, fun, another funny story. If you, if you guys don't care me saying, we were playing, who we were playing? Round Rock a couple weeks ago at mm-hmm. home. And it had been dry for like three straight games. And I'm like, bro, Ed, I'm playing second base tonight. I want you to soak it. Like, make it mud out there. Not expecting him to actually do it. <laughs> I go out to the first inning and it, the infield, yeah, the, for real, that's the sound it was making. Like, to the point where I would be taking steps and water would be kind of splashing up. I'm like, wow, he really did this. I didn't care. I was like, by the fourth inning, it'll still be perfect, you yeah. know? And some of their guys, two of their guys, like, hit a double in the gap, went to slide into second and completely stuck Duck. and almost blew their knee out. Oh, so God. middle of that inning, they started complaining. The manager went up to the umpire and said, hey, we need to get this fixed. <laughs> so here comes Ed and the grounds crew yeah. in the fifth inning, sold-out crowd, <laughs> breaking out turfish and, uh, to, you know, like soak yeah, up some of the water. And he's litter. just looking at me like, you mother effort. <laughs> you mother effort. And I was like, hey, Ed. It's not that bad. They're complaining a little bit. I kind of tried to, like, wash yeah, it under course. the rug. I'm like, the infield's perfect. It was great all night. Next day, it comes up to me, and he goes, hey, should we do that again? And I was like, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I said, that's, that's, the, that's the truest infield's and then, played. And then Kyle was like, but actually, I'm playing third tonight. <laughs> yeah. So if so, I can get done, go ahead and do it over yeah. here, too. Yeah. Kyle Holder, you're a blast, bro. This is too good. So I, you, I know we got to go to break pretty quick, but you had mentioned uh, you just came out of free agency. Yes, sir. And you had a lot of options. What about the Rockies organization? What about, what about, obviously you're here in Albuquerque now, but what about this thing as a whole was so inviting to you? I knew AAA was on the West Coast. I've never been, you know, on the West Coast playing. So a lot of that had to do with family. Colorado, yeah. if I were to get to the big leagues, is a shorter trip than going cross country to New York. Um, the system, the opportunity I was presented by the front office, Wow. And, uh, a little thunder, a yeah. little lightning. Yeah. And I, I thought I was going to have a really good opportunity over yeah. here. So I, I knew the big league team was getting rid of story. I know they had some infield, lack of infield depth. So yeah. that was kind of my thought process behind it. And I love, these guys are great. I love everything about yeah. this. Is there a little bit but, like. But also balloons and green chili. That's, yeah. The, yeah. that's yeah. the real answer, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely. No doubt. The, and, I, I mean, right now, a lot of the boys are going up right now. Like, you're saying bye to a lot of guys. Yep. It's, so, is it keeping, like, one eye up there kind of kind of regularly? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We follow everything going on. I was, you know, lucky enough to be in big league camp with, with the team. So, I, I got to spend a lot of time. And it made me more excited about joining the Rockies just because of how cool the Banger League clubhouse was. Yeah. And then, you know, I've played against the Rockies. My the double Their double-A team was in the Yankees' double-A team. So I know a lot of the guys on the team just from playing against each other and oh, being cool. around for a while. So once I got the offer, I was like, this seems like the best fit for me. Will you do us a favor tomorrow night? Because obviously you're going to – tonight you got the day off. Yeah. yeah. But tomorrow night, uh, after you get that first ba- base hit to break the slump, yeah, yeah. Just go ahead and look over at me and Van. We'll be in the celebrity softball area. Okay. And you just give us that little wink for <laughs> yeah, taking the trip. I will. Trip. Double wink. I'll yeah, give you a duh, double, duh. double wink. Just hey, clean the eyes out. Yeah, That's yeah. the whole thing. That's what we're about. Kyle Holder, thank you so very much. Um, rain's coming down again, boys. Yeah, we're. You thought it was done. Yep. It's not looking too good anymore now. Uh, I mean, uh, it's not looking too good this second. <laughs> Updates to come on that as soon as we have them. Two men on live from Isotopes Ballpark. Kyle Holder is one of them boys. Thanks, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The sports animal. Okay, so I'm a guy who only speaks in positives. 
and I'm positive that this rain is going to last for a little bit. Uh, yeah, the uh, the direction of the radar changed. We have a swirling rainstorm, apparently. It was going northwest. Now it's going northeast. So bring those Marvel tickets for a doubleheader tomorrow. This is... Uh... Also, I'm not a professional. It could stop at any second. I also, there I are, don't know anything. There are professional level baseball players currently walking around the concourse, getting like hot dogs and cracker jacks. Yeah. So if if you know if they're if the Salt Lake bees are eating junk food, you know that's probably going to get canceled. We still hope there's a game tonight. I'm looking forward to the game tonight. I hope it's just a short delay while they throw some chalk on the outfield. Well, I don't think delay is even in the conversation because I'm telling like. Obviously, the tarp's on, yeah. like, and we talked a little bit about the warning track, but this thing will be playable from the time they take off the tarp in about 40 minutes. Uh-huh. Like, so it's a once, once the rain lets up, what you'll end up with is with a, and I'm talking a lot of bags of kitty litter. Like, let's be real, let's yeah. be real transparent A lot of here. bags, yeah. But uh, normally, right about 23 minutes ago, the concourse really starts picking up. We're, sure. We're handing out a lot of high fives. That's l- right. A lot of two sweets. You know I do two sweets. Yes, you do. And, uh, well, I just, uh, I suppose fan isn't necessarily here yet in yeah. droves. Oh, they're so excited that it's raining. They're just got their faces in the window looking outside and watching rain because this is the first rain of the year. Well, and also this, a lot of Isotopes fan and friend of the show, I'm sure, is at home, and they're having actual, like, leaks in their roof that they didn't know existed. Ah, yes, 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 yes. it hasn't rained in six or eight months here. That is correct. That is crazy the amount of time we went. By the way, this tarp is looking slipperier and slipperier by the second. Why are you? I want to get out there and run. It's not looking slippier. It's looking inviting is what it's looking. Yeah, it's, it's also also the concourse is a, t- a tad bit slippery. I was, I was just told by yeah, this Susan, is, the staff. Yeah, this is, to me, this tarp right now needs me to do the run-in-place speed-up run you do when you're a kid uh, and then take-off move. See, now that's full, how you get hurt. Full bellers <laughs> across the infield. Hey, speaking of the infield. These topes got some dudes on the team, There's right? There's some dudes. There's some big personalities. Some There's, some, There's some big personalities on this team. Every interview we've had has been a fun, interesting person. There's not just a guy that, like, I like baseball. Yeah. I like to focus on the game because I like baseball. No, is there, these dudes, there's some dudes that like to party. They like to, got some personality. It's fun. Well, we were joking a little bit with Logan Cozart whenever he was on, but, you know, GM of the team, John Traub, comes up and he, Starts roasting me on how I wasn't out there helping with the tarp, yeah. which, by the way, fair. Sure. Insanely fair roasting. Yeah. I deserve that. But I'm sitting here wearing, like, like flat-bottom canvas Nikes. Like, what am I going to do out there? By the way, they got the tarp out and on the field in three minutes. Oh. That's a commercial break. Most impressive thing I've ever if seen. If they would have timed it differently, we could have helped. Yeah. And, like, there's – and it's, like, every isotopes employee that's walking around, but just, like, disheveled, like, wet. Yeah, like like working insanely hard to make sure this baseball game is going to get going tonight, and I believe. But this is the fun one, though. This is the first one of the year. This is where you don't care getting wet. It's not like the tenth day in a row when we're in the monsoon season where they're like, "Ugh, not again." Yeah. We're Ugh. like, "Yeah, yeah. let's play in the rain." We got to put the cover on the pool. No, that's not <laughs> what it is. But it's going to be a heck of a day out here at the ballpark, and uh, we'll have an update on when it gets going, when we have an update. But right now, we're scheduled to go. Like, right now, there's there's no issue. 
First pitch, 7.05. Let's go, baby. It's just a little sprinkle now. When we find out more, we'll give it to you. Two men on live from Isotopes Park. It's 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back to the program. Six o'clock. Everything's still on schedule right now. The rain is coming down at the ballpark. I feel like freaking Steve Stucker over here, dog. And next, sweet. Michael, we're in Stormwatch. Turn on the Stormwatch music. You're Ron, you're Ron Ketty. I'm Stucker. Oh, could have done better. I'm Stella's son. Called it. <laughs> <laughs> Stormwatch 2022, live at the ballpark. Missy Elliott is pissed right now. Like. <laughs> 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 Such a good joke. Thank you. That's the best Missy Elliott banger. Oh, for sure. For sure. And the trash bag outfits? Give me all that you uh, got. Put that, that's what I'm talking about. Oh. A bunch of fans are in the stadiums right now. They're I still see. coming. Oh, they're coming. They're, they're here. still coming, Albuquerque. But you're talking about they're we got garbage bag ponchos. and It yep. looks like. Like, I, I don't know how to describe what we're seeing here, Michael, but it's like a Little League something underneath the pavilion, and these kids are just running full speed and They're sliding so bellers fun. on these, like, benches out here. This is about as good as it gets. I uh, don't think it'll be a sellout tonight. I'm, I'm very appreciative. I'm very proud of Albuquerque for turning out. we got people pouring in right now. Pouring rain. They are oppo Missy Elliott you right now. They love it here. The they just, are coming in droves. Just to make sure that nobody, it doesn't rain during the celebrity softball game. That's all we, that's all that's that all we care about. You are so right, Vitale. If at all the celebrity softball game gets altered in any negative way, I will overreact. If it is. Which might be even more entertaining yes, than the game. there's that. Also, Josh Sushan yeah. will join us at 6.30. And that is about the time they would start making any decisions. So expect your boys to, if in a delay, go right up till 7 o'clock tonight. And uh, we'll be excited to do it. I mean, because how fortunate we are to have the opportunity to be with you right now. So we got, they're still here selling hot dogs. They're selling beers. They're selling soda pops. They're selling cotton candy. Uh, So unless you are made out of cotton candy and will melt in the rain, you should still show up. To Rio Grande Credit Union Field, Isotopes Park, a.k.a. the Lab. Because as of now, we're planning to play some baseball tonight. 2010 or 9 was the first year of the new Yankee Stadium. 2010 or 9, I don't remember. It seems like they do those things on even years. So 2010. Sure. So I was out at uh, Yankee Stadium the first year that it existed. And there was a rain delay. And during the rain delay, they had $5 beers. During the delay. okay. And this was 2010, but also this is Major League Baseball, and you could get $5 beers. So the rain delay when I was at Yankee Stadium was at or near about the most amount of fun I have ever had as as like a non-professional at a game. Yes. Yes, where it was me and, I mean, what's a realistic number, 10,000? 10,000 of my closest, like, beer-drinking Yankee friends all buying, like, Literally by the cup loads, $5 Bud Lights. So as everyone in the Albuquerque community knows, uh-huh. and if you don't, you need to find out very soon, Isotopes Park, a.k.a. the lab, is the best place in, I would like to say, the universe to watch a baseball game. But it's also a lovely place just to watch it rain. So show up here, hang out with your boys, 
I will let you buy me a beer. Oh, like, same. I will, same. I will allow it. Mm-hmm. Maybe even a veggie dog. So come out, get ready for the game, because as of now, it's on schedule. Well, and here's the thing. Everything is on schedule, because I know John Traub knows a guy. Steve Stucker. Yes. Yes. And that should make it all work out. Right. They're dear friends. <laughs> I'm assuming. No stadium announcements to this point. Uh, so we are still a go at Isotopes Park uh, up until otherwise. And I know you could hear, loyal listener, friend of the show, you can hear the buzz in the background. By the way, I see a lot. I think Spider-Man uh, wins so far tonight. Uh, all right. A lot of Spider-Man shirts, so, a lot of Spider-Man outfits. Here's the thing, Michael. If need be, we have to go up to 7 o'clock tonight. The varsity tonight, the I-9 varsity is going to be the I-9 varsity of superheroes. Ooh. Okay. All right, we got an announcement. All right, we're going to get it to you. So no announcement on the game time yet, but whenever we have it, you will have it. Big announcement in the world of sports fandom, though, is the U.S. Open continuing today. And these, and by the way, U.S. Open, PGA, PGA Golf, PGA America, LIV. There's too many letters. None okay. of this stuff makes sense. So we were corrected yesterday. The U.S. Open... Is not a PGA event. No one corrected us. I knew that. Oh. <laughs> you we were kept, corrected. We were ke- we kept saying it's PGA. It's PGA players. USGA event. U- it's a USGA event. Right. Yeah. So all of the majors and the masters have different events. So they all have different, um, like, whatever, because they were sold out by golf. So because they were sold out by golf... They, they have their different yeah. affiliations, but they still have CBS, they still have the NBC Sports family, and they still have broadcasters that are for whatever those specific sport, which is are like the PGA broadcasters. I'm sorry, I wasn't so PGA brought So PGA athlete and live athlete are playing in these same tournaments, and live athlete is just catching the shade from the broadcast partners that are NBC currently. Correct. And cannot buy a favorable moment on the camera. Hey, look, Phil Mickelson didn't do himself any favors by how poorly he played, but I think there had to be a meeting, right, to anyone involved whatsoever. It was like they had a meeting, like closed-door meeting, sat down and said, hey, you guys are going to roast every Super Golf League guy who is playing in our tournament. Make fun of them, highlight all their shots, we're going to have a drone follow them and see all of their failures. You feel that Phil has that pull? Because I don't think that's what it is at all. I do. I think it's. Yeah. I think anybody who's live or Super 54 or whatever the league's called, I'm still unsure of what it is. Like, it has to get negative press. Like You have to stop them from getting any kind of good reception whatsoever. The like The Phil Mickelson, Dustin Johnson guys who are – Kind of the way I'm understanding, like, being insanely cold right now to the PGA guys. And I don't know if they have this perception that they're not on equal toe. I don't know if they have this guilt. I don't know what the reason is. But my current understanding is they're the guys. Like, and they should buy, and this is how I really feel, they should all dress in black. They should all, like, do something uh, in a unison. Scarlet letter. Something of that yeah, nature. Yeah, yeah, okay. Because they have that energy of it. But I need that to be, like, identifiable to, like, broadcast partner. I need, like, whenever Phil Mickelson has to four-putt on what should have been a two-putt because yeah. he misses one that's inside two-footer because he rims it out. And then, like, the broadcaster's like, 
Well, he made his bed and he'll sleep in it. And you're like, that doesn't apply. <laughs> so, That's, I, I literally only know two dudes, and the third one, Brooks Kepka, he's coming to the next tournament, allegedly. Bryson DeChambeau, Ricky Fowler. I mean, there's some of those, some of those names some are names. out there. There's yeah. some names, yeah. But, and here's the I talk to you about this regularly when we talk about athletes. I don't at all think professional athletes' motivation is to play in the most prestigious and and to, to play against the best competition and prove they're the best. I don't think that's real. I've never thought that's real. To me, it's only about money. They want to make money. They want to make money. Okay, I think it's a sliding scale. Okay. If we're going we're gonna to go in hard on this, I think it's a sliding scale in between wanting to win championships with your teammates, be the best in your sport, and then way on the other end is just make money. And you're in the camp that's like it's the just make money clan. That's how I feel. Okay. And I like using this as an example, you know, like I think I think you're way underestimating the well, love of the game. No, people. it's the best movie of all time. What I'm what I'm saying <laughs> is Tom Brady's the example, right? Tom Brady's the guy who should love it more than anyone. And Tom Brady's the guy who should be married to it. And in theory, Tom Brady should have no life outside of the existence of professional football. He literally just said today he's quitting to go become a professional broadcaster, except he didn't literally say that. He just kind of didn't say that whatsoever. It. You interpreted it in that way. Yeah. But still, like, t- on the opposite side of the spectrum, Tom Brady took under market value his whole career. Did to he? To make his team better. Did he? He did. No. Tom Brady looked at the picture that most people see, and then he looked outside the box of that picture. It was like, hey, actually, if I win all these ships and I do all these things, I can then I get. Can get Uggs. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I could, I could get the whole country of Mexico by sponsoring avocados. Because that's what matters is the money. Well, yeah, but still, for his salary on the field, I mean, Aaron Rodgers didn't do this playbook. Patrick Mahomes didn't do this playbook. Tom Brady did. So, I mean, there's a huge difference in between wanting to excel at your sport, love of the game kind of dude, and, like, just make money, dude. The pay cut playbook. Who started the pay cut playbook? You think it's Tom Brady? Uh, he's the most prominent. Yeah? Yeah, for sure. There's a lot of hometown deal guys in every sport. To me, like, specifically as it relates to these golfers, there's no reason to fork out, because some of these dudes are putting out several thousand dollars for every tournament, and then what do they maybe do, Van, if they don't play well? They break even, Maybe. They, sometimes they don't. But they got corporate sponsors for all this stuff. Some of them. Yeah. Hey, these live dudes don't. They're all wearing blank polos right now. Yeah. yeah. But, they're, they, but they get an upfront fee just to play in their league. So a you, lot of these guys are just getting cash without winning, without having a sponsor, just to play in the league. They're getting paid to be there. Just like the PGA players are getting paid to be there by their corporate sponsors, et cetera, et cetera. It's not necessary. So you're talking about PGA. The PGA doesn't need to pay you to be there. Live does. If you can run your own brand. Right. So so now you're in a real interesting one because this is that kind of like 360 Donda, like we got you management style thing. But in in a certain way, all of these live players are being sponsored. They're all just sponsored by Blood the Bunny. Saudi yeah. government instead of Tag Heuer and Rolex and Uggs and, you know, Firestone or whatever. 
It's just all the Saudi well, government. And yeah. do you think that, like, Callaway is going to follow these guys? Do you think? Because I know, like, Lefty's out there. He's still wearing KPMG or whatever it is up there. Like, he's got – he's kept that one. So, okay, so obviously Liv is, like, the off-brand PGA, right? Sure. So all the off-brand golf, like uh, – companies whether it's balls or clubs or merch or gear or whatever they're going to jump on so obviously titleist callaway the big dogs are going to stay with the pga You're talking about kirtland signatures yeah K- k-sig yeah exactly the k-sigs are all going to be for the live tournament now there is uh lots of fans are arriving here at the ballpark they're all kind of congregating around us yeah we're, we're in the dry part There's, so we're the show right now yeah we are the <laughs> biggest sports influencers in town really that's right yeah, ask your boy. That's how I see it. All right. These Look. guys got some sweet Isotopes branded ponchos yeah. right now. I think the umbrella is That is strong, fit. and I am upset with marketing director here for Stulting that we don't have these you, on right that's now. That's not his job title. What is this not? No. No. Oh, I just call him Mr. Everything, yeah, so I don't, that, I, don't, I don't know his actual job I title. I think that checks out a little bit more. We'll grab an update during the break. When we get okay. back, we'll let you know what's going on with the Isotopes. It's two men on live from Isotopes Park. We're at the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Mobile Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Opinion Coffee. Playing Team I-9. Start our days at the YMCA of Central New Mexico. Spend our evenings at Hollow Spirit. And I just finished off a very good watermelon walk-off. Yeah, you did. From Teller Vodka. It's 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. No change. Baseball game's still on right now. As of now, we're ready to go, baby. A little bit of water on the tarp. You know, the thing about water on the tarp comes right off, man. That's why they use the tarp. You just lift the tarp. Here's a fun one for a lot of friends of our show because they're of that descent. Juan Toscano Anderson becomes the first player of Mexican descent to win an NBA title. How exciting. Isn't that cool? That is so cool. Sorry, Eduardo Nahara. Oh. <laughs> it's not a bad I don't really know. I don't really know the deal. So it's going to be a good little day at the ballpark today once the game starts. Warriors, we were going to have that conversation about if they uh, are a dynasty team or if they're not a dynasty team. And I think because of so many in so few years, obviously you have to rank them that way. Right. And then you start comparing them to like teams like historically from all the decades. Right. So it's, it's where do you start putting them in the overall because I think they're going to slate a lot higher than I thought they would have when this thing started after the second championship. So, okay, the big talking point, right, is the first one and the last one are the only ones that really count. Because of Kevin Durant. Because the middle two, they had Kevin Durant. Right. And that's using a cheat code. Right. Yeah, they had a friggin' Neo Geo or whatever. What's it called where you, you plug the thing into the Nintendo and you put your game into game the... Game Genie. Genie. Game Genie. Kevin Durant's their Game Genie. Kevin Durant is their cheat code. But they still won. They still won. It was still the same players. It was still the same, still same base of the team. And they won the friggin' finals, so it has to count. But at the very least, they got two. The first one and this one. At the most, they got four. And if you want to do some kind of, like, 
compromise of the two middle ones, they have a certain percentage of the two middle ones. So let's say it's three and a third championships. That's already a dynasty. That's still really good. The thing that's interesting to me about your insanely poor breakdown of the dynasty is is the four of them count, and they count as big as the six of them from Chicago or the three of them from a couple different people. And and to me, the kind of the, the one that transcends like both of them is Steve Kerr. You know, Steve Kerr, obviously, with the Bulls, he didn't win all of them with the Bulls. Right. But he was part of three of them with the Bulls, and those other three wasn't. And then now being a part of all four with the – and I might not have that math exactly right, but he's the guy – he's kind of like that factor where you're like, Steve Kerr might be a bigger part of the game than you think Steve Kerr is a part of the game. Because to me, I wasn't holding Steve Kerr in an upper echelon of coaching. I wasn't holding Steve Kerr in an upper echelon of leading men because he had so much talent. Curry, Durant, I could, we could keep going. That, I mean, that's the type of dude that Steve Kerr is because they asked him about you know, being linked to all these championship teams, and he immediately defaulted to his superstar players that led the teams that won the championships. The G- when the GM. And I'll tell you what. Well, he's got nine of them? That. Yeah, he's got nine total. He's That's a player, and a, player yeah. and a coach. That's the type of rhetoric that a winner does. That's the type of rhetoric that a leader uses is you automatically give the credit to someone else. Of course he's a big part of all these championships. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, the parts where he where coaching jumps out is last night. You know, 21-0 run in an elimination game in the finals. And, like, yeah, you got the players to do it. Steve Kerr's not putting the basket. I understand that. Don't at me with that conversation. What I'm saying is is when that run is at 6, he's telling you to get it to 9. When it's at 9, he's telling you to get it to 11 or 12. When it's at 12, he's like, can we get to 20? Like, and that is that is measurable. It is measurable to be able to put guys in positions to create those kind of – and we talk about all the time, game of spurts. You create those spurts to – I mean, like they did perverly put the dagger into the Boston Celtics. Yeah, and taking nothing away from the Celtics season and not taking nothing away from the Celtics playoff run, they they went through a gauntlet of teams who they could have lost to, but they mm-hmm. kept winning series. But they just ran into a Warriors team where they were outmatched on the roster, outplayed by the coach, and they just flat out won the series. There's no argument in between, well, the Celtics lost that series. They were up 2-1. to one. No, the Warriors won that series. They deserve this championship. It's a legit championship. And raise that trophy and be proud. Also, Kendrick Lamar drip. Kendrick Lamar, yeah. Kendrick Lamar drip won it again. Uh, If they're going to do back-to-back, that would make me very happy because that means Kendrick Lamar (laughs) releases another album next year, which he won't do for another four years. So I'm sorry, San Francisco Warriors of Golden State, California, IT country. You're not going to win another championship until Kendrick Lamar drops an album. Players going to the Warriors is kind of an interesting dynamic for me because we're about to hit the offseason. Obviously, you start forecasting out and all those kind of things. And to me, if you go to the Warriors, you know you're not the number one guy. And by the way, Clay Thompson, who's going to come back healthier, going to come back in better shape, yeah. going to come back rhythmed out, yeah. you don't. You know you're not going to be a number two guy. You're at best to, to Wiggins and Draymond. You're going to be a 3A, a 3B, or a 3C. And that is kind of regardless of whatever skill set or level you come from. So it's going to be a rich getting richer kind of thing 
in my opinion. And I think the Warriors are going to find that piece. And then, and obviously the game changes every year. Teams are different. I, don't at me with that either. Yeah. But there are some established ones that know how to do it, and, and this Warriors team is it. They're dynasty through and through. I agree completely. Um, and we don't do that quite often, do we? So the two championships in the middle with Kevin Durant, that was a cheat code. They were supposed to win. They were absolutely loaded. But you know they're going to get another piece in this offseason, whether it's whether you want to call it ring chasing or you just want to play on the best team in the league, whatever it is, they'll keep adding pieces. And for me, for Steph and this Warriors team to keep adding championships is where where's that perfect middle ground yeah. in the descent from the old guard and the ascent from the new guard? Because Wiggins was a steal. That was a coup. Poole is on the rise. He is classic got, by low. Wiggins. Yes, yeah. 100%. No, they nailed They nailed that trade. Do you think that's steal or do you think that's like really good? It's really good. Yeah. Yeah. It's analysis. They I know, agree. Because every, everywhere that Andrew Wiggins bounced around, they wanted him to be that guy. Mm-hmm. He's got to be a number four on this team. That's no pressure. He just gets to go out there and play basketball. If he has a good night, he has a good night. If not, whatever. And then if one day, if he's really, like, feeling the stroke or if he's really out there, like, you know who's not afraid to take a night off? And by like, a night off, I mean only 20 points? Steph Curry. Like, exactly like he did in game five. Yeah. Like, that's the playbook. The, the championship, obviously, that's number four. The MVP is going to stand personally pretty important to one Steph Curry. And I think if you have a conversation right now with young kids watching the game, because obviously their exposure is a little less, and then if you have conversation right now with players in the league, they're going to tell you that Steph Curry is ranked a lot higher than he's being ranked by pundit and by talking head and by former player for just what he does and how special he is. Well, yeah, like pundit and talking head and over and over analytical NBA fan right. is talking about a complete game, everything you do, and they see Steph as like just a pure shooter. And if you look at him just like that, he's the best shooter in the history of the game. But they try to make a point that he doesn't play a complete basketball game, that he's not one of the greats because he he's not a shutdown defender. He's not the greatest passer on earth. He doesn't provide for his teammates. And, and I think that you can't look at it like that because this is the player he is, and he's the best player of his ilk in the history of basketball. Let's get away so we can get back with Josh Sushan. Two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Amateur meteorologist Josh Sushan joining us on the program. Jay. Yes. What does AccuWeather tell you? Isn't everyone an amateur meteorologist who has a smartphone? I believe yes. Right? Because all of us, like, oh, yeah, I was checking out the radar earlier today. Checking out the Doppler. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's going to blow through here. I think it's going to stop around. You know, we're all amateur meteorologists. I literally have Mark Ronchetti's number. I should just go to the horse's mouth on this hey, one. Bro. Bro. What's going on? Yeah, don't you know someone? Can't so, you make a call? Amateur meteorologist Van Nunley was super wrong <laughs> earlier. <laughs> What did amateur meteorologist Van Nunley think? So Van Nunley, amateur meteorologist, said it was uh, the storm was going towards the northwest. 
and then it decided to twist about an ah. hour ago, and it's not going anywhere. There was, there was one point about two hours ago. I'm out on the outfield grass with our, with our head groundskeeper, and he's looking around everywhere, and I walked out to him, and I said, hey, like, besides the obvious, what are you, what are you looking at? You know? And, uh, and first he makes some comment about how he's looking up and asking his mom and dad to keep the rain away. Yeah. Right? Because yep, he doesn't want to go with yeah, it tonight. Uh-huh. Right? And then he says, well, you know, it looked like it was there. And then it starts blowing this way. And now I think it's coming at us. And so, I'm, and so again, amateur meteorologist Josh Sushan says, okay, well, this is what I've noticed over the years. Not 100%, but I've noticed that if it's coming across the football stadium this way, we're in trouble. If it's out there way beyond, like, left field, this like perfect third science. base side, yeah, sure. then, then it's going to miss us. And if it's coming from Santa Fe and I see it down the uh, down the left field line coming at us, that's going to blow to the mountain and, and it's going to miss us. But if it's coming from the football field, look out. We're in trouble. Uh, <laughs> meteorology and other wives' tales from Josh Sushan. <laughs> it, it's kind of crazy here, like, weather-wise, too. And also, like, when you guys do go to pull out the tarp, are you, like, upstairs, like, trying to find, like, the SOP on it? You're, like, dusting – like you're like blowing dust off of like the handbook on how to put the tarp out. No, I will have you know that before the season began, there was a practice tarp run. Oh, yeah. It was it was literally uh, everyone's in the office, and here comes the call: leave right now and sprint down to the field and get the tarp on the field. Like a tornado drill. Yes, but yeah. but that's, just a downpour that, drill. That's part of the preseason training practice to make sure that this is done and it can be done really quickly. So yeah. I was not a part of that. They did that when we were in Oklahoma City. I was on the road. Okay. Prima Donna broadcaster didn't do that. This one, I, we, we were taking inventory today of who was out helping with the tarp and who wasn't, and it was obvious that you sent your assistant. Yes. That was insanely obvious to us. <laughs> it was literally everyone in the Isotopes organization. Every purple except shirt. Except for voice of the Isotopes, yeah. Josh Sushan. My rule of thumb is that if the tarp gets left on the field overnight and we take it off the next morning, then I come for that. But once I'm here in my broadcaster clothing, yes, my yeah. broadcaster your shoes, your Jim Harbaugh khakis, my sure. broadcaster <laughs> pants, my broadcaster fancy socks, can't get that stuff wet, man. I got a reputation to protect. And to be fair, <laughs> to be fair, uh, to be fair, they're very nice shoes. Thank you. You look very sharp today, as usual. Thank you. So what's what's your favorite like rain delay activity? Whether it's like you Ooh. or people in the crowd or baseball players. Take away slip and slide. Ooh, good question. Because yeah. you have to take away slip and slide. Because that's the obvious number one answer. I have not been a part of this, but I have seen a lot of college baseball teams do dance-offs. Yeah, and very it good. ends up Ooh, on yeah. the internet. It ends up on not just the TikToks, but it ends up all over the place when they're really good. So I would say that that would be number one, baseball player dance-offs, competitions against one another. Um, Strong number two, obviously, is pyramid stacking of beer cups that you just drank. Mm. There you go. That one is on the list for sure. Yeah. That's more of me for a commentator also broadcasting sometimes. But that is a move that I like. By the way, isn't it jarring when you hear Dylan Storm's voice instead of Francina's? Yeah, I won't sleep well tonight. Yes. (laughs) It is is Josh talking about the public address here at the ballpark and how Francina must have the night off. Yes. It's uh, Juneteenth or something? No, we've got Francine is under the weather. We'll Aww. hope to get her back on the next homestand. That's, you know, that's the thing, too, right? So one person is, is off, and it rotates four people. Yeah. Dylan goes upstairs. Now CJ's on the field. Who we saw putting the tarp on. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> there's, like, you're going to have, like, your – I assume you guys have Monday meetings because there's no game. I assume that exists. And there's going to be a roast in the meeting. Where we are going to send a photo to John Traub of everyone on the field 
and it's going to be pointed out in this formalized steps meeting that, that one of these things is not like the other. And you know what's going to happen during this meeting that's taking place Monday? Yeah. I'm going to be on a plane to Las Vegas saying, <laughs> I don't care. I'm going to Las Vegas. I'm getting paid to go to Las Vegas. It's at the Red Rock Resort. <laughs> so it, it looks my job's the best ever. <laughs> that's the classic LeBron. Yeah. Oh, look, at least I don't have to go back to my tarp job tomorrow, boys. Uh-huh. The, uh, so we're not going to get a 7.05 start, it looks. It looks that way right now. So we're going to take the broadcast up till 7, and that's going to push your pregame back a little bit. When will friend of the show and listener who tunes in, when will they know exactly what's going on? Once I know. Yeah. Because I don't know. Like, if, if you can have someone tell us when the rain's going to stop, then we can bake an accurate te- gauge of, of how long it's going to take to get the tarp off the field and get the field ready and all that kind of stuff. The streak continues. Amateur meteorologist Van Nunley has made one mistake already, so I won't claim this one. But with my eyes, <laughs> the rain has let up right now. Okay. Whether it's a respite or it's over, the rain has let up. The rain has let up. Well, that's good news. We it, need it to let up a, 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 a bunch. The uh, you know the other thing that's that that's always key with this is I'm standing up to look at the puddles. How many puddles have formed? Because you got to soak. You got to get rid of all that water. It doesn't look too bad. It looks like the field has drained well. So, yeah. and Van, you don't know anything about taking the tarp off, but it's like very scientific. Where yes. you have to fold it in a way, in a way to where yeah. it goes to the drainage. Sure, sure, sure. Got to get to the drainage. Yeah. Sure, 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 sure. So you you take drainage. it all the way off. Ooh, nice. You Thank take you. it all the way off, and that's and then the water goes all over the place, and then you put it back on, and then everyone boos. Oh, what are you doing? You put it right back yeah. on, and then it has to be folded up yeah. in a perfect way so that you can get it back on the field as fast as possible the next time. Because it goes immediately back to ready use right then. There's not like a pull it off, prep it in the parking lot the next day. Like there's that would not be very efficient. No, that would not be the world of efficiency that we're looking for. And you know the thing that's so exciting about right here and like playing in the desert in the rain, it's for the fans too. Yeah, you know because it's like normal. Like hey, where I grew up, like in the Midwest, it rains a lot. You it's got a rain delay. You wait. You wait. Come out to the ballpark right now. Like there's burgers. There's there's brats. Sure. There's popcorn. Watermelon walk off galore. Except for these two, the man, man. <laughs> yeah, those, those two are gone. Those two are not with us Adios. anymore. They, uh, thank you for being contributors. May they rest in peace to the program. <laughs> they lived a good life. You know, we so call, they died a hero. We call them investors. <laughs> okay. Those are a couple good investors on the program. So, a, as a city, as a state, obviously we need this moisture. Oh my oh. gosh! But as a baseball team. The Salt Lake Bees really needed this moisture because we've Ooh. been throwing dubs all those guys all week. Hundred yeah. percent true. Yeah, absolutely. And it's been fun too. You know, it's a four-game winning streak. One at El Paso Sunday. Won three in a row here. Won some games. There was a slugfest. Won a game where it was a blowout. Won a game that was close. So it's been it's been good to see the boys rally, especially at a time when, gosh, the roster's changing constantly, minute by minute. Yes. It's changing. Yeah. You know, but here's the thing, like every time someone gets called up, and we talked about this yesterday with Sean Bouchard getting called up, and you're excited for him, but then you're also like, man, that's going to hurt the lineup. But then, hey, Sam Hilliard's back. Yeah. Sam Hilliard can play. You know, when he gets to play every day, he can do great things. But now we lose Alan Trehill. There goes our shortstop just when he got him back after he had been hurt. But, okay, that means LJ Hatch. You got a chance to play more, LJ. You know, that means that Coco Montes gets to play more. You know, so it always just means that someone else gets an opportunity. 
when a guy like Sam Hilliard comes back, it's you know, a little bit too full of emotion, right? Like right. excited to be back, you know, but bummed that you're not necessarily with the, the Major League Ball Club anymore. What is usually that first interaction with with a guy whenever they come back? It's interesting you, you mentioned that because I was kind of talking to, to Forrest and some other people about that because I let Forrest know I'm like, look, Sam's a great dude. But I also said you just never know exactly what someone's mindset is going to be when they come back, right, especially when they've spent as much time in the Major Leagues as Sam Hilliard has spent. And so you're never quite sure. Um, I, I legit no like just saying this Rockies players have been really good over the years yeah. about coming back in the right mindset my favorite story ever Ryan McMahon got sent back down for the first time this was probably 2018 or so pretty good and I remember saying to him like hey you're you you've been in, like in a good mood right away like you know what's the deal and Ryan said I gave myself 24 hours to feel sorry for myself and then I'm over it and then I said to him well what happens if you are not over it he said Jordan Patterson would have kicked my butt nice. yeah Jordan nice. Patterson, you know, yeah. all-time home run leader, yeah. Isotopes history. And it's a Jordan Patterson would have kicked my butt if I came back and sulked and took it out on people. So there becomes, like, when you guys talk to Logan Cozart and other guys, like, you walk into that clubhouse, no one feels sorry for you. No one's like, oh, dude, I wish you were in the major leagues. Everyone wishes they were in the major leagues. So, you know, you have to get over yourself immediately. And here's the other thing. If you don't get over yourself immediately, you're not going to go back. What? That's if you're, if you're if yeah, you're if yeah, you're sulking an and mad yeah. and all that kind of stuff, you ain't going back if you got that attitude. That's a spot on, especially when you ruin the chemistry in the locker room. You're just sitting there moping, and everyone's looking at you like, yeah. "How are you going to prepare? How are you going to do your job when the guy from the big club just came down and he's just throwing a hissy fit?" Yes, exactly. But also, like, you're not going to play as well. If, now, here's the thing: I guess it depends on how you channel your emotions, right? If you're mad, you're frustrated, and you channel it in the right way, boom, let's go. But if you're mad and you sulk and you complain, and it affects your performance. He ain't going back. Josh, stick around. I with don't us. think Sam Hilliard's going to do it, by the way, because Sam's a great dude, and I'm pumped that he's back. But to, to get back to your original question, I know you want to take the break. I always be like, hey, welcome back. You yeah. know, or I like, especially if I know someone like Sam, and I might say something like, hey, we'll get you some playing time, we'll get you back to Denver. Speaking of playing time, let's talk about how quickly guys get back out there on the field whenever they join the ball club. Not just back out there, that's bad verbiage. If they come up or if they come down or wherever they come from, let's talk about that adjustment period a little bit. Let's yeah. tune in on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The sports animal. How much time we got, Michael? Yep. Seven minutes left on this broadcast. This is going to be a good one. Josh Sushan still with us. He's all cell phone right now. Isn't that funny how, like, correspondence is done now professionally? Like, you're yes. trying to figure everything out. Yes. And you're like, no one just meets. There's not, like, a thinking head table anywhere. Yeah, I just group text, group chat. But also, you know, when, whenever people have said, like, oh, it's just like the whole multitasking thing, right? You have yeah. to be able to have multitask to. nowadays. And I was about to say they should teach a class in it, but actually the, the student should teach the teachers. That's how it, yeah, right. reverse. We were, uh, right, we, were talk, we were talking about Sam Hilliard rejoining the ball club. Yeah. So uh, game time still at 7 o'clock right now until announced otherwise. And But Sam Hilliard wouldn't be in the lineup tonight. How long does He's it, not in the line. Yeah, so how long does it take before a guy gets out on the field when a guy joins the when a guy joins the squad? Usually, if not the next day, then the day after that for sure. Oh, okay. It's it's actually somewhat surprising that Sam is not in the lineup tonight because that often is the case. Uh oh, Dylan Storm is talking. I will read okay. from the I will read from the Jumbotron. Tonight's game has been rained out. Tickets can be exchanged for an equivalent value of tickets for any non restricted two thousand twenty two oh. regular season home game. This game will be made up as part of a doubleheader tomorrow 
starting at 5.05 when the Isotopes and the Bees will play two seven innings and a double header. The Isotopes thank everyone who attended, and we are thanking all the friends of the show. So if you have a ticket that you either cashed here or if you have one on your person, bring that to the Isotopes box office, and you can trade it for everything that basically isn't the 4th of July. So while you were reading the announcement, you probably couldn't hear it in the background, but there was a collective bummer that I haven't heard that thick in quite some time. You know the last time was? The, the last time was that I heard that 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 bummer, the last time that we had. It. <laughs> or no, actually, it was when the um, the fire marshal said we cannot do fireworks because oh, that's it is the worst. too windy. Oh, yep. no. That's when the most angry because it's not just oh bummer, it's mad. Let's let's go brass let's go brass tacks though, boys. What does this mean for the celebrity softball game tomorrow that me and Bam are supposed to play in a 5.05 when there's going to be a baseball game on the field? What's the noise for a really bummer? Oh. oh. That's a double bummer. I can't do it. Oh, my God. I don't want to live on this earth anymore. Oh, oh gosh. I'd, I'd gone to the batting cage. I was ready. Do you know how many jokes and shticks I had original just for tomorrow? Well, I had ordered special socks. Did you really? This is, yeah, I was going to go high socks. It was a whole thing. I have multiple pairs of socks. For yes, the I just yeah. I get, I have wardrobe changes. There was a whole. This I had a vision. <sighs> but it'll be rescheduled, right, Josh? Uh, that's a forced Stolting question. <laughs> oh, gosh, that's so. Hit, let me just re- be. A, re- remember me, when they were originally thinking about putting a dome on Isotopes Park and all the voters? No, just kidding. That's uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. But, but, but that would have been funny though too. It's like, well, you didn't vote for the dome back in two thousand two when it was when it was a ballot measure. Uh, you just wanted an open air ballpark. We could have had a dome, but the no, that did not happen. Hey, look, I'll, I'll fix everybody's problems. Oh, you have okay. one game. Then you have the celebrity softball game. Right, very smart. And then you have the second game of the doubleheader. I mean, you get email. a triple header for your money. That's how I feel. Are you listening, John? Are you listening, Forrest? We also have the youth skills clinic tomorrow from nine to one. That's it. Do you still though? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Hey, yes. if you're going to disappoint these because you know adults what? We're in gonna, the media, we're, you better make these kids cry too, Josh. <laughs> no, no, that's the exact opposite. No, kids come first. <laughs> Media people last. Oh, my gosh. A couple friends of the show. Just bring it by alcohol. Do you guys feel better now about not being able to play? All right. That that made me feel a little bit better. Everything's so much better with this rain delay right now. There's a whole lot of drinks that are being passed around. There there we go. Cheers to Modelo. Jay, you need a little Dos I know. So cheers to OG day one-er friend of the show, Chad. His beautiful wife, Danielle, brought us some – some coldies for our depression. That's because we don't get to play celebrity softball tomorrow due to big bad Josh Sushan pulling the rug or then this version, the tarp out from underneath of us. Don't shoot the messenger, but we're blaming this all on you. Yes, it's all, it's 100%. All well, it's, it's all about time that you guys learn the reality, you know? This is, this is what I do, so stay on my good side. <laughs> right? <laughs> two, two seven inning boys tomorrow. If you want to bring your ticket for today, you can use it tomorrow. It's any it's any non, what what's the verbiage? Non-blocked out. I don't know what, what verbiage to use. I was amazed that you read the video board equivalent. from here because I'm so blind that I could not read that from here. I'm surprised that Fred knew what the word equivalent meant. This, Ooh, well, I or do could that even one. pronounce it. Basically anything except for the 4th of July, though. That so, sounds about right. Yeah, so get your ticket. Get back down here to the ballpark. Go to the box office. Trade that bad boy out. And uh, Here's the other thing for people who, who, who are – you don't have to trade it out today. 
No, like that. Like sure. sometimes people think, oh, like I no, you don't Hang have to trade to it out today. Yeah. You can trade it out tomorrow or the day after that or the day after that. Hang on to the ticket. No, I still broadcast after this. Uh, I'll go on the air and say hi, but there's no game. Okay, there you have it, Jay. Thank you so much for taking the time with us. This is absolute heartbreak here. Two games tomorrow. First one is at 5.05. That means the doors of the ballpark are open, what, like three, four, four o'clock? Four on four the dot. O'clock. Four o'clock. Pride flags. Oh, four awesome. Four o'clock. Okay, so. About th- 30 minutes between games, two seven-inning games. So if you have a ticket for tomorrow, that's the first game or the second game? It's both. It's both. It's both. You're into both. Yes. There you go. Yeah. Van, any final words? Too much for the time allotted, my friend, but whatever we didn't cover, make sure you check out Monday morning on the opening drive with Jeff, JJ, and A. Marie. No celebrity softball tomorrow. That's a bummer. Good job, everyone. GG. See you next week, Burke, I guess. Or whatever. Maybe.